0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. You know, I, uh, I watched Gridman Universe last night, which we'll talk about. We'll get our thoughts and opinions, and we have opinions on that in a few minutes. But before we get into all of that, I wanted to just put out there, someone please find a way for me to get a Gridman Don't Cry t-shirt. I, 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 it doesn't have to be yeah. official. You can put it on Redbubble or something. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, hell, I'm kind of tempted to bust out Illustrator and make one myself. Yeah, I'd buy one. Uh, maybe, I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll risk putting it up there. Uh, you know, Please don't sue me. Uh, How much like?
1: I feel like my memory of New York is that there are a billion bootleg T-shirt shops that will print anything, but I'm not sure how up to date that impression is, given I was lost there like
2: 18 I, years ago.
0: I will say I used to have access to some of those tools back in my Hell old yeah. job, but that was 10 years ago. Oh, wow. um,
2: they were give, like they were running raffles or something for shirts for Grimeton Christ shirts at the like premiere, the like launch, and they said like it's under planning to sell it as a real shirt or something, but that sure. was in April. So yeah,
0: I'm not holding my breath. I on mean that, one. that
3: we all know that just equals in, in Japanese media parlance. That means that they will open up Don't a pop-up store, yeah. mm-hmm. 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 you know, they will, no, no, they will open up a pop-up store that is selling, a, a small run of like fifty shirts, between the <laughs> yeah. hours of two p.m. and six p.m. at one department store in Tokyo, yeah. on nice. a single day, the,
2: like what the mall under Tokyo Tower or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since well. the last time
1: I was on this podcast, I have been to an anime pop up store. So oh, uh, yeah, yeah, but it was in Hong Kong. So yeah. You know, oh well, <laughs> not quite the same. Reminds me,
2: I did not go to the ramen chain when they were doing the uh, yakuza uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not going well, to walk into the city anyway.
0: I, uh, I'm i just saying, I have not wanted a piece of anime clothing this much since the, like, Doro Hodoro Hungry oh, Bug. Oh, you were uh, going to say the
3: Doro Hidoro shirts, right?
0: No, the jacket, that was, like, the delivery, yeah. the, I mean, the uh, Chinese, yes, really yeah. cheap nylon Chinese delivery
3: uh, yeah, jacket.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, let me tell you about cheap nylon Chinese jackets and Hong Kong jowl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Iro was going to reference the one I would also reference, which is the Space Dandy T-shirt drop kicks at Space. Brother oh
3: Can. yeah, uh, that is also an all-timer. An
0: all-timer, yeah.
3: Well, uh, this well, is the Glorio Chat, your go-to place for discussing hard-to-obtain anime shirts. <laughs> yes,
0: uh-huh. yeah. Anyway, let's we'll, we'll we'll get into talking about Gridman in a second. Let's just introduce everybody. I'm Gel.
2: I'm joined by Iro. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Still with us. We're joined by G.
3: Um, I have to I have to make a public apology uh for, for last last podcast. You see. Um my 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 performance in the previous podcast was was only 30% of my intended vision. Uh I, I if only I had been given more time, if only the project had been scheduled, if only the podcast had been scheduled better, uh, maybe you know maybe the world would have gotten to have seen you know my my fully intended vision for for the podcast but uh, i apologize for that and i i promise to do better next time i promise to work myself to the bone even more next time but <laughs> do you think you can defeat the iron chef <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, that is also a topic we'll be yes. getting into later in this podcast. It's still on the subliminal attempts to turn this podcast into an Iron Chef podcast.
2: It's just that's the type of shit the these challengers always say, like, so well, how would you think you did? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe it's a cultural I, thing, because yeah. that was
3: a tweet by uh, one uh, Enrico Nobili, who was the animation director for, uh, I believe, the latest episode of Jujutsu Kaisen. For sure. Well, speaking
1: yeah. of things we'll get into later, <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yeah, we will definitely have some things to say about uh, that production in a bit, uh, and we are ju- we're joined by Zig. Man,
1: I bought so many Gunpla in Hong Kong, and. By so many, I mean three. But I had the opportunity to buy so many gunpla in Hong Kong.
0: What what uh, what percentage of your luggage space was taken up by gunpla on your return home? Uh, I mean, we bought
1: another suitcase to put the gunpla in. So <laughs> oh, hell okay. yeah. Like, yeah! my I, brother bought some as well. Uh, but nice. yes, last there was a lot was of
2: in, Last time I was in Hong Kong, which was in the mid-arts, I when I was I was still fairly young, but I have a distinct memory of walking into some shop. That was next door to the hotel and seen the like perfect grade Gundam wing uh yep with the I, big old box
3: that's yep. the one wings I can stretched. confirm
1: that that one perfect grade wing Gundam is still kicking around. yeah, yeah. I still- <laughs> I was, like, I no <laughs> it is, was
2: right but I was just like wow that robot's got angel wings that is sick yep, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Yes, uh,
1: you can uh, still walk into many. Well, not many, but you can still walk into a bunch of toy stores in Hong Kong and buy Perfect Grade Wing Zero if you know where yes. to look. So, uh,
3: the 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 modern replacement for that seems to be the uh, what is it the the high grade um, God was it that I that, saw that's so, I saw Ziong. so many Neo high, Neo Ziong. yeah yeah.
1: I did not see the Neo Zeong. I saw so many high grade news and. Oh sure, I mean those are right, yeah. also popular. And but I, I just meant the, uh, the not Neo Zong. was yeah.
3: like the new giant ass box yes. that takes. up The Neo so Zeon long.
2: That is has a has a presence on the con circuit for like collaborative build panels. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Everybody gets a different fucking arm to put together. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> in, I think at like, an hour. Yeah. Because the uh,
3: thing is like the size of a small child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I will say
1: that the Gunpla that seemed to be the centerpiece of the vast majority of stores there was that perfect grade Strike Freedom, uh, which is very yeah. impressive, but it's also from Gundam Seed. Also, uh, I visited maybe a dozen, maybe 15 different Gunpla stores, and I found three kits of Hashino Fumina from Build Fighters. Mm-hmm. One kit... Of Say's mom from Build Fighters no. and zero kits from Turn A Gundam. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Look, man, they they don't understand. They don't. They don't. They the don't know how comment. to appreciate literally zero. Uh, yeah.
1: Anyway, right. that's my uh, Hong Kong segment over.
0: Excellent. Well, mm-hmm. we will we, well, unfortunately we we can't turn this into a Gunpla episode. Mm-hmm. So not this time. We do have anime to talk about and Come as mentioned life. we can kick things off talking about the gridman universe movie which hit uh, well <laughs> i'm not going to say it hit any internet. legal sources per
1: se <laughs> I united but...
2: airlines a few weeks ago yes um, oh we, we all we, all, we all, all took a we all took yes an airplane, we all booked uh, took a, a flight, flight. Um, um, yep
1: we're actually recording this in person <laughs> yeah we all we all in took a flight to so watch
0: it on the uh, on the on the plane and you yes. know we would never pirate anime that we'd be stealing um so, yeah, Gridman Universe is the, yeah. like, I guess, I, I mean, I'm not an expert on this, but I'm assuming this is inspired by other tokusatsu-type crossover movies, right, a little bit, like, because it's, 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 yeah. it's merging.
2: As Akugei's put it, serious Power Rangers, the previous team, Team Up Energy. Um,
0: yeah, because it, it does, while it is titled Gridman Universe, it does basically smash the Gridman and Dino Xenon worlds together so that mm-hmm. all the robots can combine all at the same time in ways that I couldn't follow at some point <laughs> anymore.
2: <laughs> Worlds collide. Uh,
0: you know, and um, I, okay, let me, let me start. I'll try to start on some neutral ground here because I think mm. we all probably enjoyed the movie to some extent. Absolutely. Uh, there were definitely uh, some really cool moments, some you know big spectacle movie spectacle type of moments um you know i think we were all cheering for uh giga chad yomogi um mm-hmm. and <laughs> and you know it in some ways it was kind of fun revisiting the um two anime that i think we've all very much liked to different, different degrees but we all we all like both series, right?
3: Yeah. yeah, I think so, yes.
0: Um. But wh- I guess overall, though, how did you guys feel about the movie? I mean, we can go around and get everybody's opinion, because I feel like we all may have slightly different opinions on this. But anybody, you can feel free to jump in sure. first. Sure.
3: Um, I mean, I think for me personally, right, like... Gridman Universe very much feels like Akira Amamiya's Victory Lab, right? Like, this is the capstone to the Gridman saga that he started, like, nearly 10 years ago with his original um, Gridman short that he did for... Uh,
2: Boys yeah. and Van Great Hero for the anime. Yes,
3: episode. yes, that one, right? Like, it's... I, I cannot help but, like, be enamored by, like, the journey he has gone on here because it is it is it is every creator's dream to, like, take their, like, weird, obscure pet project that only they care about and just get to, like, develop it over the course of a decade, and it's very much what Akira Amami has done, and because of, like, just how good of a job he did with Gridman and Dino Xenon, you know... I feel like he has earned a Gridman Universe. He has earned the right to just, you know like have fun and smash these characters together in fun ways. and like, you know, is it a fan service movie? Definitely, but I think he has earned the right to like give us that fan service. I think, you know, just on a pure emotional level. I came away from this movie like very satisfied. I really loved a lot of the character stuff they did in this movie. Like as as kind of slight as some of it is just because of the sheer size of the cast. I think I think this is just one of those movies where, like, you know, and, and I think because obviously, you know, I think some of our opinions kind of differ on this. I, I think for me personally, it's like, yes, if you try to, like, break down this movie objectively, like, oh, it's, you know, what is its plot structure? How how does it escalate? You know, do the characters grow as people by the end? It's like, I think it's easy to, like, nitpick a movie like Gridman Universe to death, but, like, as as a piece of work, right, as a, you know, as, as a, you know, as the song says, right, human love is more psychedelic than robot love is more dramatic than... <laughs> Um, yeah. right it, it, it is a yeah. big it, it is a big display of love like that is what this movie is it is a passion project it is filled with love and human passion and as a result you know yeah it like you know ape brain activated I hoot and holler when <laughs> um, hold on here when uh, uh, super dragon king combined superman rogue kaiser gridman uh, shows up you know, I'm like fuck yeah! Like that's, yeah. of course we're gonna do this, right? <laughs> so, Featuring
0: Dante from the Devil May Cry series, yeah, uh, and yeah. Knuckles,
3: and like, Knuckles. It, yeah. it's, it is, it is that movie, like wholeheartedly. <laughs> and for me, I can bring myself to love it for that.
0: Iroh, how did you how did you feel about it?
2: Um, fairly similarly. Like I. Did not have exactly high expectations for this because I think Gridman. Uh, I didn't have high expectations for Dynazenon Xenon at the time because I was like, "Wow, Gridman is like a perf- good self-contained story that ends perfectly, and I don't need to see any more." Uh, and then they made Dynazenon Xenon, and I was like, "Are you sure about this? Should sure my mom fall up to Gridman?" Uh, and then I thought Dynazenon Xenon was perhaps even better in its character character work and uh, and whatnot, and. So, and that also wraps up in like an incredibly good self contained way. And so, this movie, I was like, mm, okay, uh, when they announced it and whatnot. And then, so, I'm going into it, I'm like, all right, these two shows wrapped up perfectly on their own. This is just going to be the dumb crossover. We smash the toys together and fight the sudden new villain who has appeared, (laughs) right, and...
0: I don't even know who the villain was, to be honest. I can't even even name him. It's it's not important.
2: (laughs) I was reminded a lot of um, Garo Divine Flame, which was, like, the sequel movie follow-up to Garo the Animation, Garo the Car Seal Flames, which is a very similar format of all of our character stuff is done, was done in the show. Let's have a a monster of the week, but bigger, uh, where all of the characters have to show up again. You know, the your favorite characters who may have passed away or gone in the main series, we come up with a dumb excuse for them to show up again to wrap up one or two emotional threads that did not get a chance uh, to resolve. And then they fight the big bad guy and there's a lot of explosions. And then we leave. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I didn't expect necessarily any big character arcs or change or anything of that's like super meaningful that we may have gotten in Gridman or Dynasty on the TV shows I just thought it would be a big uh explosion fest and that's basically what it was and I went cool I had a, I had a really good time I loved seeing all these characters again there's a few really good character moments despite what I just said and uh I had a good time.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I, 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 I broadly agree with what you guys are saying as far as what was like enjoyable about the movie, mm-hmm. but for me and Z-Z, Z-Z, I'm going to turn it to you, but I think, I think our opinions probably more aligned on a little more negative about it, but sure. I, what, mean- I mean, what, what, how did you feel about it?
1: I think it's interesting that specifically G said, and I'm not calling you out for this G, it's just an (laughs) interesting turn of phrase. He said that this is a big movie which doesn't hold up well to nitpicking. And I would argue the exact opposite. I think the small parts of this movie are terrific. The little scenes, the moments of characterization, the jokes... The just the comfortableness that you feel in the characters is great. The problem is the big picture. And the big picture is this is not a movie about anything.
2: It's <laughs> entirely vapid. <laughs> right. It's, a, it's <laughs> like about Gridman plus Dinah Zidane. Yes. Okay. See, so you, mean, uh, no, so, hold on. So, hold on. I uh, g- hold uh, on. Code. I gave
1: you your time. So give me mine. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> The thing about Gridman and Xenon, which makes them interesting and special shows is that they are dedicated to exploring and uncovering their characters and their cast and taking the characters and therefore ourselves on a journey and growth and evolution through the story. This movie is not about that. Nobody changes or grows or has a life experience in this movie aside from blowing up a bunch of shit, which is cool, but it's not really what I came to those shows for, you know. And I think this movie actually, in some cases, quite severely damages some of the impact of those shows by bringing characters back from the dead and bringing characters into the story, When they had completed their arcs, you know, is it like this is kind of the encapsulation of the problem? Is it cool to see Akane again? Absolutely. It's great. I love her. She has a cool new costume. She has massive boobs. It's awesome. (laughs) But it's a fundamental betrayal of the ending of Gridman, which was the dream is over. You know, I don't need to see more of that story. And it's the same thing with Gorma here. You know, I think there's a great scene. There's one great scene with him and Yamogi where they kind of, you know, in that awkward way, talk about how now he's back. But you would need an entire TV series to explain, to explore that emotion properly. And here it's kind of just tossed off after 90 seconds. And, the, the net result is I don't really care about anything that happens in this movie. And I think it's a spectacular visual and audio and display with some great writing. And it's about as thin as a sheet of paper.
0: Yeah. So, Yeah, G, if you <laughs> want to clarify the, the rebuttal, nitpicking. Mr. G. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: I just got to clarify. Would you say that, like, oh, uh, when you when, when I said that, like, oh, this is a movie that can be easily nitpicked. See, to me, all those things you said, those are the small picture things to me. Plot, character development, Mm. completely irrelevant. No, the big moments... See, here's the thing. For me, the big moments are the things that you liked, right? It is the quiet conversations. It is Haas and Utsumi having their, like, one kind of on-the-sly conversation, you know, while everything else is going on, right? Mm. Those are the things that are, like, paradoxically, the small moments that are the big moments. Like... You know, I I never came into this movie thinking, ah, this movie will will unravel the truth about the (laughs) grid. man The other thing as well is that there's a large
1: like the whole point of Dino Xenon was that it set up a number of intriguing plot threads that were not resolved in the show because we had faith that they would be resolved eventually. And you could argue, and I did in my write-up that the answer to those questions is not actually important to that show. But the answer here still feels like a cop-out. Like, the bad guy is an amalgamation of all the bad guys we fought before is literally the laziest possible
2: bad guy you could come up with. <laughs> it's like, literally yeah. like the most stock villain that you could possibly... Right. But like, we just game. watched freaking King Oger meets Kyori Uger, and the boss of that crossover is all of the villains from Kyori Uger have combined into one villain. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, <laughs> if
1: you're gonna argue that King Oger is as good as SSSS Goodman, no, I would I mean, really like to see that argument. I
2: guess I'm like... I. Th- I think, like narratively, the crossover movie, like this, was all it could have been, right?
1: Right, and and maybe it's fie on me for expecting more
2: more than that,
1: but I have been primed by those shows to expect something better, and I did expect something better, and therefore it is a disappointment to me.
0: You know, it's funny they did the amalgamation villain thing, and yet yeah, the only characters that didn't come back were the bad guys from Dyna Xenon.
2: Yeah, they make, well, like, they're dead. They're ca- ca- they, may like, they make, like, a cameo. What, what, one what, one is, what, is, what does
0: yeah. death mean in this movie at Genesis. this point, yeah. right? I mean, Okay, right. fine. Yeah. Well,
3: they're dead in the sense that they did not get a post credit scene where they're hinted at still being alive like Galba did. Bring <laughs> back
0: Mujina, damn it. Um, uh, yes, yeah, yes.
3: Good. Bring back the evil woman, <laughs> we know. Uh, yeah. Okay, know so...
0: Man. You guys I, all watched you guys all watched this a couple weeks ago, right? Yes, uh, I'm coming fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm coming fresh off of watching this last night, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so I, I'm my my takes might be a little hotter here. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Uh most of this movie, I was bored to tears.
2: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are
0: remembering Damn. how much of the middle of the movie is trying to. Uh, going like to detailed explanation of the, the what is happening Batman with Gridman. Yeah, the,
1: the the actual plot, for what it's worth, is and, 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 simultaneously... and that's not oh, go that's on, go not
0: on. that's not a small amount of screen time. That is it's
1: arguably like nerds, the
0: majority yeah. of the at least the middle of the movie is all dedicated to let's info dump. We're going to try so hard to justify how this whole like. Mm-hmm crossover thing happened like and a someone, lot of the movie someone goes into someone and i, I feel like
2: textual, like
0: yeah i feel like over time you might because because i know my brain just glossed over all of that stuff mm-hmm. but i feel like over time i would just forget that and only remember some of the cool stuff which is why i'm kind of mentioning if, if i was recording right. this like maybe three weeks from now, I I would probably not be thinking about that as much. I think I kind Um, of
1: gave a lot of that stuff a pass because there's fun, weird shit like the Teams hanging
2: out in school together and building costumes for the play and stuff. Oh, I'm not even talking you know, about that. I'm talking about after, literally. Ante shows up and then they spend ten minutes saying, "You see, Gridman it can, is now the universe, and the universe yes, contains stuff. all of Gridman, it's, and uh... you're just creations of Gridman." See, yeah. I
3: guess to me, it's like that was like. I mean, yes, it was like that part is probably one of the weaker parts of the movie, but it didn't feel that long to me. I guess because. You know, oh, trust and, me, I just watched the movie, like, 12 hours right. ago. No, you were probably <laughs> it was, right, it's just, like... Yeah. I it was so, a lot mean, of I'm, that movie. Like, was... I, you're pro- like, I'm probably misestimating, but, like, in my brain, it's, like, I don't know, the first third of that movie is, like, all the, like, fucking slow-paced Gridman shit, right, you know? Oh, no, well, to confess to the girl, and then, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah, some, like, Gridman universe stuff happens. Yeah. And then Grid Knight starts kicking the shit out of a kaiju and... Yeah, (laughs) and so, okay,
2: okay, so... Trying to press some sort of, like, thematic thing of all of these... After the end of Gridman establishes that all of these characters are, are kind of Sims file, and now that after the... This movie has established that all of Dyna Xenon is Gridman's a Sims file. Why should you give a shit about these? Yeah, I'm. Characters? All I'm saying is
0: the middle, okay. like at least half an hour to th- 40 minutes of the movie. I was playing Grand Blue Fantasy on my phone and not really paying attention.
1: Mm. Yeah, but you're doing I, that whenever you do anything.
0: Well, more so than usual. I was doing. Fantasy I was like doing that. harder content than usual uh, during during
2: <laughs> so, but <laughs> but, between the whole I mean, between you know fight number three and find number four which lasts in the last I, 30 minutes of the movie right basically I, I, I think
1: i'm kind of in the middle here because i agree with your criticism joe but also i consider it like is the plot ludicrous absolutely but also like that's such a minor problem compared to my actual issues with the movie oh no like, so really I, I don't like, care I,
0: like i don't care about the plot i'm saying it took up too much of the movie itself sure. yeah. Yeah. like if that was like five minutes of the movie fine but like most I felt like it felt like most of the middle of the movie oh, and see, I was I, really,
2: Rika, Rika says we have to include 10 to 20 minutes of human drama in between the <laughs> kaiju fight yeah I was gonna say like I
3: might just be I might just be pilled here but I feel like this movie leans heavily in favor of the fights to the to the plot like that last hour is just mm-hmm. it's just a fight right it's just a non-stop kaiju battle <laughs> and I kind of didn't care that's it's thing,
1: well, okay.
0: But... So, so I mean, and then the other thing is, like, I never really, I never really liked the fights in Gridman Dynazenon that much, anyway, either. So uh, that even that was not uh... really doing much for me. Like, yeah, there's some cool like moments, but after a while, my eyes gloss over as I'm trying to follow whatever it's it's like.
2: I, don't know, I, lo- I love love Xenon's like continued use, but of... it's it's always the
0: like, okay, yeah. we know what's gonna happen. Gridman's gonna get his ass kicked. Yeah. He's gonna power up, uh-huh. of course. Kick the monster's yeah. ass. Yeah. The monster's yeah. gonna power that's how it works. up. He's gonna kick Gridman's ass. But <laughs> that's, what,
2: that's, that's what these it, are. Right? That's like,
0: that's fine if you want to do yeah. that for like two minutes every week in a th- twenty minute <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah, for about four but minutes. But after a while, minutes. I'm just like, all right, we know what's gonna happen. See? They're gonna mm-hmm. so they're gonna combine real, right? the, I... the other thing, with the other thing, and you know, that's <laughs>
3: just. <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing, right? Like, you're completely right, and here's the thing. For a TV show with realistic budgets and planning, I get it. I'm like, oh, yeah, we get a couple minutes of robot fighting, and I'm fine. I can live with it. I'm like, yeah, that's fair, I guess. But here's the thing. Again, maybe I'm just Utsumi-pilled. I've Mm. always wanted more. I've always been like, (laughs) you know, oh, that small plate was good, but, you know... What if I just ate like three king crabs in a row? Like just once. Just let me yeah. do it once. But for on so a like, cake. That, that's exactly so, right. I like, mean, that's what we just. You just gave me an hour straight of this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that that that's that's the kind of thing I'm willing to chalk up to opinion. That's fine. But for me personally, like it wasn't really doing anything for me. And then the final thing I will add, and, and trust me, I did enjoy some of this movie. Like there's, there were mm-hmm. moments. Like I I I love. The characters themselves, I love the character work. I like, I like the parts where they're hanging out at school, preparing for the play and stuff. Like that's, that's always what I've liked the most out of these series, and that's why I, I was saying in our chat last night when I was watching, like I, the, the main takeaway I've is I've been reminded that I like Dinah Zinon a lot more than Gridman. Oh yeah, but um, the, I, I guess the final piece of it is like they, I understand why they had to make. Utah, the main character, mm-hmm. and I don't like Utah, <laughs> but he because <laughs> because like
3: the he, one sort of unresolved thing about Gridman, and they made they him, him a line
1: from the show,
3: yeah, like, and they made I
1: mean, him the.
2: So, yeah, they yeah.
0: made him the, like, emotional... Him and his, like, crush on Rika are, like, the emotional center of this movie, and I hate all oh, of yeah. it. Oh,
2: and that, yeah, and that's, like, the most... Possibly the dumbest look of the movie, right? It's it, like, I mean, yeah. like, we, all know, we all know... We all know
0: Rika is in love with Akane, and that yes. should have happened, but... Uh,
1: I mean, that, yeah, that plot yeah. in the show was only good because it literally ended with Akane deciding the solution was to murder everyone, <laughs> like... It, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just... It's so tired, like, it's so... The, and the thing is, also, we don't know Yuta as a character. So this movie He's, is just the
2: generic protagonist yeah. man, right? Yeah, I mean, mean even this, I mean, just even for plot,
0: like... even for plot reasons, the Yuta and Rika that we have in this movie are people we don't know, right? Like, mm. <laughs> it, it just it, it it made me not care, like like kind of like what Zig was saying, where it's like I just was not invested. In, and and again, I don't need a complicated plot. I don't need deep. I don't like deep relationships or whatever. I just want to feel something. And I wasn't really connected with this movie at all is other than, you know, the few like bits of nostalgia I had for, you know, the TV series when they we were all hanging out mm-hmm. and, you know, anytime, time I did, I did enjoy like anytime, you know, the next uh, cameo started and like, Hey, they're back. Like that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: uh-huh. But,
0: you
3: know, I, I think I, I I get where you guys are coming from. I, I do, and I think, I think just for me, it's like I think Amamiya like display like f- despite this. Be- okay, so despite everything we've just said about this being a big gratuitous crossover movie, I also just respect Amamiya's like like surprising amount of like commitment. And, like, in some ways, restraint to some of these, like, character moments in the way they play out. Like, and how much stronger that makes them. Because, like, you know, like, you know, Zig, you were just saying, like, oh, I didn't really need Akane to come back. And I broadly agree. But she does anyway. And I think Amamiya completely nails her return. Like, I think... She is used just enough and in just the right ways to like feel emotionally fulfilling. Like, did she need to come back? No. But is that last conversation between her and Auntie not maybe the emotional climax of that entire movie? Like, completely. No, like, okay. See, I I completely disagree. That moment is like the moment in this movie that hit me harder. That, like, than just that else. that
2: moment like justifies them bringing Connie back to me, right? Yes. Like, like, it, that because, is, like that she is, does not like. Yes, you're right that she completed her emotional thing and has no need to return to her Sims file for herself, right? But, like, she doesn't go back for herself. She goes goes back back to, like, yeah.
3: She goes back for Auntie, a character who does not, did not get his emotional closure in Gridman.
1: But he closed himself. That's the thing. The character we see in Dino Xenon is fundamentally a largely complete character. By yes, making, like, him, by making yeah. him need to go back to Akane, it lessens his character. No, because so like he never he, needed to, right? He never
2: needed to. like never needed to be Gama again. go back right? to Gama. That's kind no, of no, the no.
3: Whole point, right? Is that these characters did complete their, their, their arcs. But also, if somebody you deeply cared about and you thought you'd never s- see again just showed up, you know, would you not desire, on some level, like so, you know, so, so, this yeah, is I think... this
1: is not reality. Akane did not show up. The writers <laughs> engineered this scenario. Oh, like, yes, and obviously, and, but I mean... yes. But what I'm saying is that, like, of course, and he did not need to see Akane again. But the writers felt that it was important that they have a scene together, and the scene together is pretty good, honestly. But I liked him better. When like uh, his I, I memories mean, of Akane yeah. were sealed away, like that one moment in Dino Xenon where she appears in the background of his dream is enough to tell me leagues about the character.
0: Yeah, I think I think this is the like this is the classic when you do a sequel that doesn't need to happen. Right. Uh, it's like I think we all agreed this movie didn't have to be made. No. Like with the TV series, but, like, that right? Standing and on their so, own. Like, and it's like if you're, but yeah. if you are going to make the movie this is a pretty good job of doing it. I think right, where right. me and Ziggurat is like, I actually didn't want this movie to be, like, I don't want, the, I didn't, right. like, want these things to happen.
2: I'm, my perspective is more like, well, if the ex- if the suits are saying you must make this, and, like, this movie must exist as a crossover thing, like, the format in which it exists well, it necessitates... Some of these problems existing I mean, as well. Right? I'm not sure, even, that cynical. Also,
1: I'm not also even that cynical about it. Not,
2: I, like, Our like, critique should not be bound by the
3: circumstances of a work's creation, you know? Oh, I don't like, know. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I, I, I do not subscribe to this, like, theory that, like, Amamiya was chained to his desk and forced to make art. Oh, right.
1: no, no, no of I, don't, not. I don't think that is like, the case either. I, I, no, I don't think we're just, being literal about that. Yeah, but, I'm just, uh,
2: I'm just thinking, like, yeah, like I was saying, this is a, crossover movie slash sequel thing and as one of those it must to do the things that the format above you know requires and yeah anything I, I don't above that is just a bonus and i i maybe I, think, I don't think it should exist or needs I th- to th- exist, yes i think i whatever. think what i've
0: arrived at is like if yes if you're going to do this kind of movie like i don't know if i would have changed anything
2: if right. you if you hit mu- if you're yeah. gonna
0: do a like a movie like this, my my hmm. thing is like I just didn't want this <laughs> to happen. Basically,
1: I'm
3: I'm kind of where that's yeah. I don't know that is like such a like I don't know that is such a like negative. Take I, on I, I, I I I feel I am, like I feel like,
0: like, like I feel like it opened like you're digging up the grave here. Like you're po- you're digging somebody up out of their grave here. We we put it to bed. We went to the funeral. We said our goodbyes <laughs> and. I, you know, this, I is,
1: just,
3: this is this is the uh, post death Tupac Shakur album. Of <laughs> and I, I I really think that is way too unfair. Like I am glad, grid, like let me be clear. I am glad Gridman Universe exists. Oh, yeah. I am glad I watched I lot it. Fun. I think it is a tremendous piece of work. And like you know, if we have to agree to disagree, then that's fine. But I just do not want it to be said here in this podcast that the Glorio chat's take <laughs> Yes, the of course. Universal. We are not making a universal statement.
0: We are not um, making a universal statement for everybody's
1: I, opinions. I am personally
3: I, very happy that this and, movie came to being.
1: I mean, I think even among the, let's say we are roughly two and two on sides of the line, I think I don't completely agree with Gel, and if you'll forgive me for speaking for you Iroh, I don't think you completely agree with G, right? We are on different different variations and different critiques here, you know. I, I, I think that I mean, look, I had fun watching the movie. I certainly don't hate it, Um, but I think you know we were looking for different things from it, and it delivered that. It delivered those things to some of us, and not to others of us. You know, and that's fine.
3: Also, I I didn't even get to finish my my, finish my thought with Akane because, like, it's not just the anti stuff that they completely nail. Like that, Amamiya had the restraint to like even like dangle Rika and Akane meeting one more time and for rika to literally say to the audience no i'm good i've already said everything i've needed to yeah
1: like yeah he sure did didn't he
3: yeah and what i'm saying is that that is amamiya himself recognizing that oh one of these characters can still get like a little fan service you know emotional conclusion and the other one doesn't need it like you know in the same movie like I mean, to me, the, know, what that's mm-hmm. saying
1: is that Amamiya said this seat, like this sequence, was completely unnecessary because we already
2: said everything. That Nobody needs owns Gridman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say the the number one moment in the movie that put the biggest smile on my face is <laughs> Yomogi jumps into Yume's arms and she Superman carries him. Oh yes, 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 yes it's as, really as nice. they swing through the, the sky that's or whatever. Right. Ultimately, I mean, if you want to talk uh, about
3: my favorite moment in this movie, then it's Yomogi just full-on, like, caveman-style saying to Yume's face, No, you are my woman now. <laughs> the, <laughs> virgin,
0: the virgin Yuka versus the chad, Yomogi. Uh, I, if, if there's one thing we can all agree on, I think we all uh, enjoyed that <laughs> aspect of it. Yomogi yes. just
3: being like, what are you talking about? You're part of my family. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, dude, you're like, what, like, 16? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I I it's thought it was it. very funny that uh that Galma when now he's Dinorex still says something beam for his And that's attack. what you may
2: called it. Uh, yeah. It's funny cuz I I've been taking people who never seen the show through it and the very first time she says something beam he tries to like correct her with its actual name. He's like no it's the penetrator gun. Uh, and then for <laughs> the rest of the show, they just keep saying something beam. Uh, yeah. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Yeah. Well,
0: critics are sharply divided <laughs> over the
3: recent <weeks laughs> <of> Britain <laughs> Universe.
2: Maybe I, I think.
0: I think if you. If, and, and, you know, I should probably point out, because we haven't talked about it so long, I also just didn't like those shows as much as you guys liked them overall either, as much as I did enjoy them. So there's varying opinions. I think if you did enjoy the TV show, series though, I mean you probably should watch this though. Like I'm, I'm absolutely in look as far as I'm
3: concerned Akira Amamiya has not missed yet. Alright. Inferno cop. Ninja Slayer. Gridman Dyna Xenon. This man is batting a thousand. The he opening to Project X
2: Zone on the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah. Ah uh, yes he's milestone. Well, I
0: <laughs> I, I, I do love Amamiya's directing style, and I am looking forward to him doing something that is not Man yes. at some point in the future. Oh,
2: I think that's something we all agree, agree on. on yes. Yes. Yes, yes,
0: absolutely. I mean,
3: right. I mean, look, I you know what? I'm just going to speak it into the world because I think <laughs> the, c- the cynicism oh of like capitalism means it's there's a non-zero percent chance. Mm. If Amamiya's next project is another Toku thing, I think we'll all still watch it. Yes. but also I think we'll all be like kind of quietly disappointed that Amamiya fell to the same trap that Ano did mm. of becoming like entombed by their one great success. I yeah. I really hope Amamiya can break out of that. But yeah, well I'm, I'm sure-, sure what matters Inferno Cop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure as well as Gridman and Dyna and may have done they are not Evangelion, so that might not be a trap he has to fall into. But. We'll, uh, no, but we'll for
3: Subaraya, they might be looking at Gridman and being like, oh, this is the most anyone has cared about an Ultraman-related <laughs> thing in, like, 20 Ouch. years. Ouch. Uh, Shin Ultraman was literally two years ago, dude. Isn't it, like, the least notable of the mo- of the Anno films?
1: No. Shin, Shin Carbon Rider is considerably less notable and made really? considerably okay, less money.
3: Broadly, okay. Well, I mean, I... Dude,
1: Ultraman not- is big. Ultraman yeah, is literally and metaphorically. <laughs>
4: Uh, All right. Okay.
0: Well. All right. Uh, let's let let's let's move along Oof. then. We can put that put that aside uh-huh. now uh, and yep. move on to move on to
1: a subject that uh, everybody can agree on universal. <laughs> Another
0: fun conversation with. Uh, we haven't talked about Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen this season, but it is still going.
2: There hasn't um, been much to talk about the show uh-huh. itself, other than but... wow, it looks really good, and then you go, oh right, at whose at whose expense?
0: Did they, did they, like, kill Gojo or something, or... No. Take him they, out of the they, picture.
2: They put him something. in a box. Okay. sealed him away, or what have you.
3: Which is your excuse for, like, oh, no, everybody has to fight without the Gojo get-out-of-jail-free card. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess we haven't talked about it, because there's, we had new shows, and then there just hasn't been much to talk I mean, about. the reason we
3: haven't been... Talking about Jujutsu Kaisen is because Iro and I have like basically completely fallen out of love with this show. Like it, like all of the things that we liked about like the back half of season one have just been systematically wiped away. By this is this is what I was waiting, and I
2: could like I could totally see how uh, somebody else would look at what's happening now and be like, "What do you mean these are all the same strength as as the as the back half of season one?" And I'd be like, "No, you're wrong." Uh, Or I disagree, rather. Yeah. Uh, And so,
3: you know, it's just like, there wouldn't be much for us to talk about. There's a lot of very cool fights. mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of women getting sidelined. There's a lot Mm -hmm.
2: of... (laughs) A lot of interesting (laughs) new abilities and powers that don't matter. Um, Don't matter because,
3: you know, as Iro and I have sort of been, like, working through, Jujutsu Kaisen's powers fulfill one half of the like what makes for a good shonen battle like set like discussion which is like visually impressive right like very flashy visually impressive powers but the other half of I think what makes for a good shonen power set is like how do I put this the like narrative or thematic clarity of those powers like what do they mean to the plot and what do they mean to the characters, right? Like... Goku going Super Saiyan has great implications both narratively and visually, right? Like, what does it mean for Goku to become the legendary Super Saiyan? The thing that, Mm -hmm. like, drove Frieza to genocide the Saiyan race, right? Right. Like, for him to become the living embodiment of Frieza's deep-seated fears is both visually cool because he transforms, but also narratively impactful. Jujutsu Kaisen completely fails in the latter, like in 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 that latter area. Like it introduces all these very cool, visually impressive powers. There's a dude whose literal
2: power is he
3: can see things in keyframes. He can yes. see He's, things can, in 24 can, frames per he, second. Yes, he can enforce like, 24
2: frames per second upon him and his an, enemy. And if they do not abide by 24 frames per second, they freeze for that second. But he knows how to move on ones. Yes.
3: <laughs> that's the literally solution. his power. And can he move on the
2: ones. Face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and it's great. And then it doesn't really amount to anything because I think he just gets killed right afterward. And it's like, oh, okay. Um and that's that's Perhaps this is a blunt
1: metaphor for something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it just Yeah, so like there's just nothing to emotionally compel us. Like we're watching um you know for reference, we were watching the, t- the two episodes that you know we're kind of talking about here are Thunderclap Part One and Thunderclap Part Two, which my understanding is like meta-contextually this is like the big moment in Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. Joel, you, like, wa- this you watched is- enough
2: of the show to you know the 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 a bad guy sealed inside Yuji. Where, like, takes control and right. starts killing people, basically. Go Goes sicko mode, yeah. Okay.
3: And it's very visually impressive. Like, there's no point in us giving, like, the breakdown, but it's uh-huh. just, like, it is some, undeniably... Some stuff
2: directly, like, referencing Slush-inspired by um, Birdie the Mighty.
3: Yes, uh, you know, um, you know, Rio Timo himself, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, smeary, stylized fights, very cool, very kinetic. Nice. And yet, you and I are watching this, and A, we don't give a shit we we <laughs> yeah. don't care it's flashy it's cool it's just pretty lights B we are constantly uh, haunted hmm. oh yes no no continue please oh oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry um we are constantly haunted by the thought of like the the human cost it took to make these episodes and the real reason i think we want to bring up jujutsu kaisen on this podcast is um there has been a lot of very public um discussion online both in japan and in the west about the working conditions at mappa which it has let me be clear it has been known for a while now that mappa pushes its crew pretty fucking hard like this is yeah. known they take on too many projects we have always said every year since like literally garo yeah
2: What? wow map has shown up a lot yeah like 2015 <laughs> or some shit yeah like uh, yeah, wow we should
1: like, we should also probably clarify that they are pushing them h- by hard by anime standards yes. an industry, yes. which is already infamous for pushing people incredibly hard. Yep. Yeah. Yes.
2: Uh, yes, supposedly, and what the the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie, uh, yes, extremely successful film, supposedly Very visually impressive, supposedly was made in four months. That's four? absurd. Months. So they it's are
1: like, they are making just under a minute of animation a day. Think about it. It's insane.
3: That. It's it's it's. I mean, you know, we, we you know we we glibly talk about anime production being a sweatshot, but this is like. This is on an exponentially like worse level than I think anything I've heard of in this industry for years. And
1: like, like it's for- it's especially galling because most of this entire debate was started by the CEO of MAPA going on ANN and saying, "Look how hard we work, people!" Isn't yeah, that cool? Uh,
3: yes. Um i i made a I made a joke about it in the previous podcast, but I'm gonna bring it up again. That interview with MAPA CEO Manabu Otsuka, where he talks about his desire was to like. Through brute force, leapfrog Mappa into the same like echelon as That's a Kyoani or, or a madhouse, yeah. or a UFO table. My bad. Yes, yeah. and it's like who took like years
0: and years and years of, years of, of experience build, building up, yeah. building up, and building up like,
1: goodwill. Right? Madhouse like, yeah. is like thirty plus years old, like, right?
3: Like, like Kyoani is like, uh, you know, a. I, 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 Kyo, you know, for whatever you feel about what they actually make, which I've certainly said before, Killani as a studio is a project decades in the making, right? Yeah, yeah. It is the but training like, and... Possibly and the explicitly. only sustainable anime studio, yes. right? Yeah. Like, also a studio
1: is... famously holistic to its employees. Yeah,
3: Yes, and like, it is almost like sickly ironic that Ma- like that uh, uh, Otsuko is like, oh, I want to become a Ani tier studio by doing all of the things Kyo Ani didn't do to get there. <laughs> And like, I mean, just to bring up like movie production, like for for you know similar like comparison, right? Like, um, you know, Promare. Just to bring up a Promare because it is another like visual spectacle style movie. That movie took like three years to make. Yeah, like. Like compare that to four months. Like it's it's. And here's the thing: I don't even know like what Trigger's working conditions are like. But three years sure sounds a lot better than four months. You know? I mean, it's like it's, that's...
1: And also, bear in mind that was with an entire like full on co production studio like general yeah. co produced yes. a lot of that movie. You
2: no, know, like, um, that's
1: not just that's not just contracting out. That is that is a right. second studio.
2: Gen and Trigger are part of the same like holding. Conglomerate, right? Well, uh, yeah, you know, yes. it is and it is a
0: problem. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, it, sure. and 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 Map is still cranking out like three shows a season
3: or something, right? right? Like that <laughs> is like, I mean, they just yeah. finished mm-hmm. Attack on Titan like a week ago, like yeah like people have been talking like there's been like a sort of a thank you mappa hashtag or there was one going around around the end of attack on titan but right before this jujutsu kaisen stuff started coming up that like mm-hmm. kind of sit with me in a very like wrong place because it's like yes should we like thank and recognize the artists who like made these shows possible of course but like the hashtag is thank you mappa
2: right it is right, thank you because they the they saved attack on titan after wit just <sighs> Didn't want to do it. I, uh, I really. with every
3: passing year, yeah. I become more convinced that Studio Wit dropping Attack on Titan is the single smartest decision that Studio has made in their like in, in, in the history mm. of that studio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's they dropped. Fuck, yeah, I I, I think I think it's they did what, they did they uh, they took a hard look and they were like, look, we can't juggle this many projects at once. I you think have,
0: what's <laughs> just super galling about all of this, like we said, is because it is coming like. Direct from the horse's mouth here, right? Like, like we've heard talk they're and stories. Of
1: they're happy, yeah, they're yeah and it's not and it, it. right.
0: And they're not only, yeah, they're not only just putting it out there themselves. They're like expecting people to think they're cool and like. It's like, this is a good thing. You know?
4: like, right. it's, it's like...
1: <laughs> and, and as I was saying earlier, it's just such a deep misunderstanding of the way that you truly do become, like, one of those highly... Respect- like, KyoAni, as I said, is famous for... A, you know, for a paying animators a much higher wage than the standard wage, it also, you know, is famous for nurturing talent and, mm-hmm. you know, training and refining talent. You know, Madhouse has existed for 30 years despite some really close shaves uh-huh. um, because it has built up a core team that are loyal to the studio who feel that its success is tied to their own careers, you know, and right. it, it's just like the idea that you can fucking slave drive these people and then climb over their bodies to the top is is so deeply, deeply insulting.
3: And and I think it also, even from a pure, like, pragmatic, like, standpoint, kind of misses what makes those legendary studios notable, right? Right. Like, there's a reason we can list, we can name Naoko Yamada. Like, there's a reason why, Mm -hmm. you know, with Trigger, we know... I mean, there's a reason why when Trigger does a panel, people chant Sushio's Mm -hmm. name. A guy who's not even a director... Like, a, a a key animator. We know the name of one of their key animators, right? And I think the key there right, is, like, like,
2: what, just just at their panel, like, this past weekend, they were like, yeah. we got Sushio and Maio back for pain stocking, and, like, right. that's, and like, like, their headline. <laughs> yeah, and, and what <laughs> These is- animators. What, and,
3: uh, and, and the core of that, I think, is that, like, the best anime studios prioritize talent retention, right? Like, keep and nurture your talent, right? Like, Yoshinari let them grow. children. I mean,
1: yeah. like screw, screw anime. That's the that is yes. the important factor in all yeah. creative, ind- creative industries.
3: Or... You know, like right.
0: yeah, boy. Let me tell you,
1: <laughs>
3: mm, <laughs> a lot of, yeah. lot of
2: industries are forgetting that. Yeah, killing, kicking uh, out yeah. their institutional at <laughs> all.
0: Yeah, I, just, yeah. I, I mean, aside from us being an anime podcast, though, like that is a, a very much a reputation of the anime industry, though, of of being in these situations yeah. and just yeah. like. I mean, seeing we, it put so like boldly out there is just like <laughs> it just, it's like I mean, disgusting. Like, like,
1: like, Zom 100. Like, okay, granted, we didn't really like that show, but that's a show that's literally about working in an anime studio grinding <laughs> you into the dirt. You know, it's not hard mm-hmm. to. And then it was delayed because you know poetic justice really works sometimes. But well, yeah, it, I mean that that
0: was um I, I've noted I've noticed this in at least two anime that recently with Zom 100 and um god i can't think of the name of the show is like the my boss is goofy or something this yeah, season sounds, yeah uh I'm, I'm noticing that they're being uh very careful to point out that they are working for like abusive corporations and that black know,
2: companies th- they were just part <laughs> of a
0: one of the bad ones yeah um but so i mean i think that probably ties to the whole you know japanese war culture and all that which we're not, we're not going to get into, but um, yeah, it's just uh, it's bad. I don't know. Like the we we we've known this just even specifically with Mappa for years, and just you know, putting it all out there is just makes you even you know less interested in supporting their mm-hmm. <laughs> their work at this point. I mean,
1: and and ultimately, it will lead to bad work like yeah maybe, i mean it's going to catch up with him eventually yeah, right like you can't always sustain, maybe you can sustain this incredible level of burn for a few years you know but eventually yeah. nobody he, will work for you and there won't be anybody left to burn out so
2: right yes. i don't
0: know it's uh yeah you can keep turning. either you're going to you're going to lose your your talent burning them out and yeah eventually mm-hmm. people aren't going to want to work with you but they're unfortunately they're doing well right now though. And yeah. I, I don't know. I mean
3: that I mean, is the it, thing, it's, right? Like we, it's we not just really said bad all for
1: Mappa. It's bad for the industry as a whole. Yes. Well. Yes, absolutely. Because how how yeah.
2: many of these like amazing animators who are doing amazing work uh, are being burned out so hard now that they will never work. in in the industry again right
3: right like you know again i just you know again i I will will quote him again uh uh, enrico Mm. nobili who was the uh, animation director for episode 17 of uh jujutsu kaisen so the one that just aired Mm. like am i gonna ever hear that dude's name again like i don't know right like is that is that is that guy going to you know be animating anything after like jujutsu kaisen like
0: yeah it's hard yeah, it's to say. Like, it's like not like they're getting like paid a lot for this t- either, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's
3: not particularly rewarding either. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so, I, I think that is the frustrating thing: is how many like actual real generational talents are we just gonna like?
0: They're just gonna kill people's careers?
3: Th- throw into the kiln, right? Because yeah. of production schedules like right. this. I mean, I mean, the like the the real galling thing, like, is I was I was reading up on it. Apparently. And, like, the the really frustrating thing is, like, various parts of this, like, equation can wash their hands because of basically, like, okay, so my understanding is that MAPPA was given two years to animate Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, and that roughly tracks with how long it's been since the prior season.
2: Right, but how many fucking other shows are MAPPA doing? Exactly, right, that is the problem, right? I feel like like we keep saying every season, like, wow, MAPPA's doing a lot of shows. Yeah,
3: like like two years is actually, I mean, maybe that actually would be a fairly, like, reasonable span of time for a prestige anime like Jujutsu Kaisen, but not when you're doing, like, eight other shows a year. And so it is a failure on multiple levels. Like, it it is a failure of scheduling, it is a failure of management, like... yeah. Ugh, man. I mean it's
1: it's not even been 2 years since Wonder Egg Priority put their animation director into a hospital. So, uh, right. you know, so certainly not Yeah, it's, uh, Unfortunately, not, just yeah, it's Mappa.
0: not. Yeah, it's certainly not just Mappa, but they seem to be embracing it, which is just gross. All right. Let's 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 move on to later topics. <laughs> let's talk about Apothecary Diaries
3: yeah much much lighter fare merely yes. attempted assassinations yes um, this instead was a, of what, a,
2: basically a, yeah
1: attempted yeah. assassinations are basically a fact of daily yes. life Indeed. at the Chinese store those, yeah. those can be fun this was yeah. basically
2: a two a two-parter there was a big there's a big party at the palace and so everyone has to dress up and whatnot and uh poison tasting has to happen for the the four top concubines right uh the Two of which get introduced here, or the like uh Aduo, the older older woman concert in her thirties and concert Lishu, who is fourteen. Uh Yes. And they explain that uh Lishu is was the concubine of the previous emperor five years ago when she was nine.
3: which again, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. should be said, right? That like this is was certainly not uncommon in the time, right? right? And Generously is more a political thing than t- t- hopefully a real relationship, but yeah, of course one of can course, never. No,
2: no, yeah. Then they know. also explained the empress dowager uh, had the current emperor when she was uh, so young that they dare they did dare not say it out loud. Uh,
3: yeah, which is <laughs> some weird. Uh, some uh, the previous yeah,
2: emperor I, was a creep. <laughs> ah, that's what they're going for. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. One hundred percent.
3: Yeah, but, but. The, the yes, I guess the the point of these episodes is kind of like beginning to introduce some of the like yeah. inter-imperial like court intrigue, right? Like yes. which which concubine is gets the other and such. You know, there's a mm-hmm. little bit of the like. Um, we get the reveal that Mao uh, Mao. Mau, um, purposely uses makeup to make her less um, physically appealing, like that her freckles are actually an elaborate uh, uh, makeup ritual she does every day. I I I said to
1: Io when we watched that that it has the exact same energy as that scene in Barbie where Ryan Gosling (laughs) takes the glasses off the off, right, off a Barbie, right. and says, "Oh, you're actually beautiful," which is itself, <laughs> like a total send up of the concept. It's yeah. It's, yeah, a little, yeah. uh, hot it's a to little, take it's, seriously. yeah. The thing is, it's like was
2: Mom, but- always like at her best when she's like a weird poison pervert gremlin. Uh, and right. then but then the story must also bend itself backwards at times to be like but look how she's the smartest prettiest girl actually it yes just, yeah, i mean but it's, she's it's also real so grounded because she doesn't shit. care about that yeah. um but but i mean the, the point i guess
3: that i'm getting we're, we're getting at right is mm. like she just dis- does this because you know she grew up like in, in, the, red light or, in the red light district right and like you know there is this like the the unfortunate idea that like you know a girl like her would you know most certainly be at risk of being assaulted i mean her i mean how she ends up in the court in the first place is she got kidnapped right so like you know there is a there's certainly a real like kind of interesting subtext there because like should uh, have put more freckles on (laughs) uh jenshi right the the eunuch right he is like Again, it's a little, it's a little hackneyed, but I do like he is like completely caught off guard by this. Like in some right. ways, despite how much Solar he's been stream, set up, like yeah, right, right, how much he's been set up as like the infallible, like all knowing,
2: like master of the court. Mm-hmm. Like he's still, he's still somebody who lives within the court and all of its com- creature comforts. Right, like, right,
3: and is like completely unprepared to like be like confronted with this type of information and. Mm-hmm. It, it it is an interesting it, it is an interesting subplot. I I I thought that there was actually a little bit of meat there. I mean, it's you know yeah. it lasts for all of like you know five minutes before they move on to the rest of the story. Mm-hmm.
2: But, yeah, um, it's the like big uh, plot thing that happens at this party. Also, is that the poison is detected? She finds poison in the food. finally. Yes. Finally. And goof, you know, she, she, she like drinks the soup and everyone's like, wow, she looks like she's really enjoying that soup. She said, but because she's a sick poison pervert, that's why. And so, <laughs> yes. But then, like, she goes and runs off to, like, puke it out. Uh, and, yeah. but it's like, oh, it's, there must have never been real poison in there. And some other people drink the soup, like, off screen because they don't think there's actually poison in it.
3: Right. And it causes a yes. whole
2: incident. Uh, but of course, the extra twist on the, this is that uh, somebody switched the bulls out mm-hmm. between consorts. And so, yes, Consort Yokio, who Mama works for, was not the one who was being targeted. It was Consort Lishu who was actually being targeted for the poisoning. Uh, right. Which they discover via other.
1: Well, it's a little <laughs> More bit convoluted, stuff, yeah. But basically.
3: Yes. Yeah, like Mao Mao like surmises that like the dish that was poisoned had been altered for like somebody's like palate, right? Right. And she like deduces that oh, that must be because the person does not like to eat this dish how it is normally prepared. And yes. this is how we find out that uh the consort Li Shu is what yeah. she's
2: allergic to fish. Yeah, something oh, like yeah. that, mackerel or or what have or you. Yeah, Which, of yeah. course, and, and so we, because this is still an apothecary show, just to go to a lengthy <laughs> explanation about what allergies are, and how you <laughs> right. cannot eat, if you have an allergy to something, you cannot eat it. Uh, unlike poisons, where you can definitely build an immunity to it, uh, you yeah. no, you can't for most <laughs> poisons. Uh, yeah. But, um...
1: Mau Mau is just the dread pirate Roberts. Yeah,
2: operating <laughs> on, in f- fantasy logic here, but, uh...
1: Look, I mean, this if, is all still... If,
2: if, if, mm-hmm. if you, I'm assuming this is all still pretty with lighthearted. If you shoot small right? bullets, you eventually gain a <laughs> million larger yeah. bullets. That's how an helicopter did. <laughs> yeah. uh, so th- th-
0: this, this is all still fairly lighthearted, though, right? Yeah,
3: relatively, yeah. It is still the show... It is still the show that returns to like the chibi mau mau, you know, mm-hmm. going, hey, 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 I love poisons because I'm yes. a weirdo little
2: grim. The,
1: uh, the two frame so. animation of the girls from the other faction
3: running away from her is very oh, good. Or right, just sliding along the ground, right? Yeah, just yes. whoo- slide whistle and all. Uh... <laughs> Is this is
0: this like a love lab situation where you guys are just watching for the cartoon animation?
2: <laughs> I don't, don't know why I'm still watching this. Show. I don't know. I mean, I'm Wait, still watching. It, it sounds I, fine. I, I just I, like yeah. I read the manga and like I think the story okay, sure. actually goes some places or like cool. Some of these small details like actually do pay off later, right? Is what else? Oh, I'm sure like, they do, right? Yeah. Like, I mean,
3: they are introducing characters who it feels like oh you're not important now, but you'll probably be important later. You know, right? Yeah,
2: like. But, uh, yeah. Right. But I mean, it's, it's fine. It's a, it's yeah. a totally okay show, right? Fun. Yep. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's not like the thing to be watching this season or anything. Right. It's a.
0: Hey, like I said, I'm I'm usually I'm usually the guy in that position. You're usually,
2: you're usually the one watching like B tier shows, right? Like, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> I'm, well, yeah,
0: yeah, no, I, I I I I would I would uh, that's how I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you uh, accept
3: that title with grace very well. Yeah, I I, I
0: know what my job is here. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to uh, what many people call an A tier show this season. <laughs> Uh, Spy Family Season 2, we're on the Mm. boat.
3: They're on the boat. Uh, uh, Has anybody watched watched today's episode?
2: I have not. I I did. Uh, I did did. manage,
0: even though it came out like... So we are are recording a day earlier than we normally do this week. The, uh,
2: the, The cliffhanger of Sickle and Chain Barnaby yeah uh, what happened what happens, Jill, me? did, did Gee, Sickle and Shane
3: um, Barnaby easily dispatch of your is the is, way no. is back to being a single father Before
1: <laughs> no. we begin on this episode, I, I I do have to bring one of our periodic updates from the real world, mm-hmm. which also concerns my recent trip to Hong Kong. Uh, spy family is everywhere. It's huge. Oh I'm people yes. are
0: so yeah. into it. Like it's a big deal. Every yeah. other
1: store has a tie-in with Spy Family. You can buy Hell the yeah. clothes in like regular department stores. Also, Anya, the face of KFC.
3: Hell yeah! You know, let 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 the let the little, she, let the little girl have her fried chicken. And, yeah.
1: Whenever you go into a KFC, there is like big cutouts of <laughs> Anya. She Helped them everywhere. break the curse.
3: Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs>
0: there's a special reference. Special peanut peanut crusted chicken. Uh, for Ugh. Anya, <laughs> yeah, so um,
1: just to reassure you that yeah, it's big in the real world. No, no, I mean Inara. it's yeah,
0: I mean it's not. I wouldn't say it's that big here, but it is a big deal. Like this is a yes. mainstream anime. Like everybody loves everybody loves Spy Family. But, uh... but, yeah, so we're on the boat. Um, you know your your fights the, the the chain guy. Uh, it's all fine. I will say, God, I'm, I'm such I'm, I'm I guess I'm the Debbie Downer on this episode here, but. <laughs> the- like the the I like I like the first Bodo episode because I felt like we were still getting a mix of like goofy spy family hijinks right. and were murdering yes. people. Right. Um today's episode is kind of kind of dry. Like it was oh, your yeah. we had the cool fight in the beginning that's very well animated and you know you your manages to of course I mean no surprise to you know incapacitate the guy in a way that does not get her caught and then there's just like a lot of sitting around waiting and like so so the premise is they're they're on a boat she's she's protecting this woman and her her child from assassins mm-hmm. yeah. and they have to get to the other boat right and they don't get to the boat in this episode <laughs> even though we we're like right. so like it's mostly just and there's not there's not really any other Assassination attempts in this episode, yeah, either.
3: I, <laughs> I, I don't remember. I, see, here's the thing. You're talking about this, and I don't remember, but in hindsight, this is like it. I assume this is adapting whatever was in the manga, and this is likely what contributes to some of the like feelings yeah. about the Your Boat arc. Well, yeah, right. I, I, I think
0: I get it. I've,
1: I've heard of this arc is that it kind of. Gets dragged out too long. Yeah, and I, I,
0: I, I and you guys heard me being like, I don't know what people are talking about because the first episode is like, well, if it's just going to be it's this, this good. just yes. this feels so like more spy family, and yeah, then this right. episode was like, okay, I think I think, think I'm starting to see it because <laughs> because okay. like not a whole lot happens. I will, from I will say, say that like
1: obviously I have not seen the latest episode, but I was pretty. Broadly positive on the first two, and I was totally expecting them to wrap it up in this third episode. So knowing that they go to a fourth, I can begin to see at how least a fourth.
3: It, yeah. it probably speaks to like our cultural memory because I also was like, yeah, right. She fights uh, the chicklin, the sicklin chain guy, and then after that, it's the battle royale part, right? It's like that's where she like kills eighteen assassins, and it's like, nope, I guess not. It's like not yet. No, <laughs> I, I will Maybe say, uh,
1: um, in the in the previous episode, the segment uh where Anya wants the skeleton keychain is incredibly
3: good. Oh, yes. Like, yes.
0: Stupid Yeah, that's, um, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. that was all very good. Uh, like, so.
1: The combination of like Anya's incredible like distress and Lloyd's incredible distress. And then just when you think it can't get any better, there is the joke about how he can change clothes very fast because he's a master yeah. spy. Mm-hmm. Um just, yeah. just a horrific yeah. scene.
0: Yeah, so there's not really much of that going on in the second episode. It's a lot of Yor waiting around and and struggling mm-hmm. with her internal feelings, which, frankly, are not really handled that well either. Um, right, it's, because, it's like, fine the,
3: the, the sort of quote-unquote internal drama of this arc, right, is Yor is beginning to question the he purpose watches. of her occupation, which is right, right, right. being an assassin. And this idea that, well... I did it to put, you know, food on the table for my brother when we were orphans, but I don't have to kill people for a living, do I? And it's like, eh, I mean, let's like, come on. We know where this is going, right? Like
0: Yeah, and it's like it feel like I don't know. That 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 stuff all kind of feels like a waste of time at this point, but Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of what this episode is is her fighting with that and it's like, yeah, all right, whatever. So, it's <laughs> fine. You know, I I'm I'm sure I, I'm sure we'll be back in action Next time, you know, Mm -hmm. spy family has always had for me, it's ups and downs here and there, but it never, it never, it never gets too low or too high for me either. So it's just, you know, right. It's still a fun time regardless. Well, well,
3: don't worry. I'm pretty sure the ending of the boat arc will at least, like, shoot your back up to the top of the ranks of, like... <laughs> the problematic life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I, they are set... Like, it's very clear that that's where it's headed in this episode, but it does not <laughs> happen in this episode. Right, Because uh, right. they start showing all the, like, the cartoon villain guy, assassin guys uh, that
2: are, you yeah, know, you're, gathering. They're,
3: like... They're like that that like one episode of every Lupon T V series where Lupon gets attacked by like twelve assassins, you know rat right.
2: clan or what have you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what we're headed for, so I'm looking forward to that. All right. Yeah. Let's Speaking talk about this. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about Free Ren. Yeah.
2: Free Ren voiced yeah, by about the a, same actress as Anya. Yes, so uh, there's yeah, a segue. It,
3: if you or if you want to talk about a show that is, you know, visually impressive and oh, well directed yeah, yeah. mm. but also not at the cost of burning, well, an excessive we amount know, of human yeah. capital. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um I do feel like these these two episodes were maybe stretched a little thin out like I do feel like especially in episode 10. So, in episode 10, it's it's the we we get the the final showdown between Freerin and uh, Aura. What's her name? Aura, Aura. The
2: Guillotine.
0: Guillotine, and it's it's very cool. You know her granddaughter. Like, but grand but, ass but ass we spend ass 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 maybe ass. we spend maybe fifteen minutes exp- explaining that Freerin can hide her power level and the demons do not. Uh-huh. Right, right. Which I felt like that was that was dragged out a little bit. Yeah. But
1: I, yeah, yeah, they kind of labor the point. I I yeah. do think that there's one genuinely great moment in that episode, which is where they do these sort of like match cut. To reveal that, uh, what's her master's name? I forget. Flamai so yeah. has aged um, yes. because it, because firstly, like there is no visual indicator on screen that time has passed, and right. also because it is the first time we have seen that Flamai actually aged. We have only ever seen her as perpetually youthful. Yeah. So right. to me, that was both a great visual flourish and also quite a uh, quite a, little, it, a good twist yeah, in the story end.
3: there. I will agree with your general feelings that maybe like they stretch it out a little bit too long, but I do think that episode has like a strong thematic impact on the story because it reveals many things about Freyren without yeah, being yeah, yeah. like gratuitous. Like we don't need the whole Freyren br- backstory, but this this episode gives us insight into how she becomes the, the the you know the character she is in Modern Day. It's the, yeah, like, there's
2: a really good bit I think like right after Himmel picks her up basically, and it's like, "Don't you want to join the party?" Uh, and then you just get like four frames of really fast yeah. <laughs> stuff yeah. of, of, of like them fighting bosses. I
0: I, I did but, like the, the the feeling of the like. Like, we've, bit, we've done that in a
2: not Yeah, all the other stuff. have. It's not important right now. But. Yeah, but... I uh, mean, this,
0: this also the, does have one of my
1: favorite tropes, which is we begin the episode knowing Freywin is absolutely going to obliterate this little girl. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. and, <laughs> yes. And, yeah, right. and the entire episode building up to her obliterating <laughs> right. the little girl. I, I think the yeah. reason
3: why, like, a lot of the directing choices here work really well for me is, like, actually, like, like, like what, what you brought up is a perfect example of that, of, like... We spent all this time with Flamme and like Flame's influence on Freyrin, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. we have to remember, the time that Freyrin spent with a thousand Flame years ago, like was A, a thousand years ago, but B, roughly the same span of time as the time she spent with Himmel and the Heroes Party. Yeah, it was, like, it was like and, two and, minutes of her life, right? Like, And it's, like, that's what I mean, right? It's, like, both were, mm-hmm. like, uh, roughly equivalent to two minutes of her life, but those two minutes she spent with Flamme were, like, deeply influential on her, right? Yeah. And it kind of mm-hmm. shows this idea that even for someone like Freyren who sees time in such a long-term view is still capable of, like, emotionally resonating with very brief periods of it if they are, like... Particularly impactful, right? Like Flame mm. forms the foundation of the Mage Freyren is today, right? Like, I, I think one
1: one cliche that has always annoyed me about stories about very long lived beings is the perception that time somehow uh, seems more fleeting for longer lived beings, and and I think this is a good pushback against that. That shows that even Even relatively brief periods of time can still be just as impactful to a person who lived a thousand years as opposed to a hundred years. Yeah, right. You know, yeah.
0: And all that, all that, all that stuff was good. So I'm not saying that it needed to be cut. I think, I think it was the more like the technical explanations of how everybody's mana works and everything that probably should venture down a little bit. There is a lot of um, minor repetitions
2: on minor complaint, but I I did feel like like, because yeah, I think they're they're trying to like get at how. Just as how demons, you know, like prey upon humans by speaking their language with the understanding that humans inherently hold empathy for things that could speak their language. Like Freerun does the same to demons because their language is that of power levels, right? Yeah. So you have like you have this long explanation of like demon power levels and hiding your mana to sort of establish yeah. them, like and not, not also, so.
0: the, the scene where Flamite blows away those three <laughs> demons oh, yeah, is yeah.
2: pretty yeah. incredible.
0: Not, not 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 to harp on the demon thing too much again, right. but also it is a little just adding to the weirdness, like if they're capable of having like pride and anger, shouldn't they be capable of other feelings? I don't know. Yes. Anyway, yes. It, uh it, we, we don't need to we don't need to beat weird. that point up again. It's just again that, that always feels a little it does still feel a little weird to me that whole thing. But it's it's uh, fine, whatever. Um, well,
3: shout outs to uh to Fern and uh, uh Fern and Freyrin's big burger. The reward for <laughs> yes, uh, yes right. the reward giant for saving the city. Hamburgers. giant <laughs> yeah. burger,
0: the Big Bang burger, <laughs> yeah, big Bang. Like yeah,
3: three times the size of their head.
0: <laughs> very good, uh, very good. Uh, um, yeah. and then and then episode eleven is uh <laughs> they're they Snowden, for, for Snowden. they Snowden for six counted. months. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with yeah. with an elf monk guy that yeah. has great abs, um, yes, just doing, doing
3: uh doing squats in a cabin. It's,
0: this is our first time seeing another elf,
3: right? Because oh, yes, in the yeah, and yeah. So we we meet uh craft the monk, um, and I I actually here's the thing. I only kind of vaguely remember this chapter when I read it, and I think hmm. it speaks to the work they're doing this adaptation that this storyline actually ended up sticking with me a lot more after seeing it animated because Mm. craft kind of represents an interesting, like counterpart to Freyren, because the implication is that he is very old. He he tells tells
2: Freyren like, Oh, you're still young. Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Thousand year old Freyren. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And like, there is this implication,
3: right? Like the way he's built, the kind of implications about his physicality, like, Oh, was this dude part of like an even older heroes party from like a yes. time so long past right. that right. we don't even know who he is anymore? Like I mean, we don't even is- know the name of who he killed, right? Like that kind of feeling.
1: Like, right. uh, like cyclical history is one of the reliable anime tropes yeah. that tend to pop mm-hmm. up again and again because of cultural reasons. I mean, they, right.
2: they don't I'm even sure, they don't even yeah. say anything necessarily about that, but they just say like. Well, yeah, he
0: mentions, like, the people that would remember what he did are gone. Right. right? Which which is usually the implications
2: of... Stark's like, well, you must be, like, a really famous monk, but I've never heard of you. (laughs) (laughs) That type of stuff. Yeah. Uh,
1: And um, and also, like, I think that's that's a good way of, like, putting things in perspective. Like, this is a show about how Freerun feels the world is fading around her. But to this dude, she is fading (laughs) just as... That yeah, mortal beings are to her right. so to speak you yeah, know? they're like, like oh. they're, they're like don't you, know Free- yeah.
2: don't you know Freeman yeah. who like helped kill the demon king he's like well, there was a demon king like, <laughs> yeah right anyway, like,
3: <laughs> yeah and i i actually really liked... um I, you know i'm not usually one you know for like spirituality or religion in my fiction but i actually really Again, I'm surprised it didn't stick with me reading the manga at the time, but I actually really liked their explanation for why such a long-lived person like an elf would choose to like believe in religion to like pursue spirituality. And it kind of gets at this idea that like on some level, not even in a selfish sense, everybody wants to be remembered, right? Like that's kind of what drives human nature. It's why in that episode we have the flashback of like Himmel. You know, like helping out some orphan kids and, you know, funding the like the the rebuilding of a village, right? Mm-hmm. Why he gets all those statues made of him, right? He wants people to remember him. And for an elf who is living, again, we don't know how old Craft is, right? But if a thousand is young to him, like maybe you thousands? Know, we're talk- <laughs> thousands, right? Right. And like when you are living life on that long of a scale, like. Forget statues, like
2: right. Mountains there won't even be, like,
3: yeah, yeah. Like, there won't even be civilizations that remember you, and I so mean, like, like without
1: ways... no, go on, G, sorry.
3: Oh, just like, and and, and in some sense, then it almost like. Makes a lot of sense to pursue spirituality, right? Like to like whether whether it's real or not, the 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 desire to believe in an almighty being who who will remember you because nobody on this mortal like plane will. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, the, the the thing I was going to reference was like, and I don't want to be one of those guys who references Dark Souls all the time, but <laughs> in, 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 Dark, in Dark Souls two, there's Stray, the guy who you like find frozen as a statue, yes, um, yeah. and when you when you unfreeze him, he's like, oh, here I am in the land of whatever, and you can be like, oh, actually, it's Dragonite now, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, he's just yeah. he, like he's seen it rise and fall so many times that the details right. are irrelevant mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. You just know, like that's, that's
0: yeah. true, being truly ancient. You, you know? heard it here as folks, as you can quote Zig, Freerun is the Dark Souls of anime. Dark Souls, uh, the dark dark
1: souls, dark souls 2 of anime.
2: Yeah. i not sure if that's a compliment uh, or not. Similarly, on a much shorter time scale, uh, the party is informed that. Uh, to get to the next checkpoint or what have you, they need a first class made certification and free oh, runs. God. Like, I don't have time. Like, what do you mean? Uh, get my mage what, license. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your mage your mage just, license standards change so often that I can't be bothered. Right? But like then, she busts and out like some
3: pu- like fucking trinket, and she's like, "Look, I already have this." And my I'm whole, like, "What the holy fuck is symbol that? from
2: 150 years ago?" <laughs> <that rest>. yes. <laughs> I'm fine. really
1: excited for the next episode where Feyman and Piccolo will have to go and take no, them. To no, no. <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: that would have been better than what we're getting, but well, it's still it's still going to be quite a while until we get to that. But yes, that yes. is. Uh that might oh. make or break. <laughs> yes,
3: the 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 Freyrin has to get her the l- magic exam art, yeah. is okay. lingering on the horizon. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, uh, I mean that to me that sounds fun, but you guys sound like we'll you're see. dreading that. We'll
2: see. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious. How, let me put this: the Monka took a lot of hiatuses, and we'll see how the pacing t- shakes out in the anime oh, okay. uh, next year, right? Like,
0: yeah. okay, all right, well. Fair and still good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Folks. Gets, I think it's pretty solid.
0: So. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Gee, you're still watching overtake.
3: I guess I am though. I, <laughs> I
0: didn't, I didn't double, I didn't double check I that am... specifically before we <laughs> we started. I I, yes. I, I,
3: I am falling behind. I, I must confess. Um, okay. I,
0: have you watched I any new watched... episodes since we yes, last? I have uh... watched,
3: I have watched a new episode since the last time we have, uh, we have we okay. talked um so uh they are racing again obviously like, thankful <laughs> yep all right <laughs> i know it's been a little Wait, bit right in the, in the racing
2: show yeah i know
1: uh in, in las like vegas shows. it's crazy
2: uh, like other uh, racing shows this one's <laughs> about the characters oh god but it can't... <laughs> <laughs> i'm
3: sorry uh, well anyway so um so uh, the, you know it, it's another race in the league or whatever the 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 season um, and haruka's doing really well he's he's his his practice numbers are looking very his times are looking excellent you know everybody's like oh this is the one this is the time haruka makes podium right and then the 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 great fear of everyone who has played uh, uh, um, the 2017 video game motorsport manager um, it starts raining <laughs> oh no uh, the rain starts coming down, light at first, but it gets heavier. You know, and everybody knows it.
1: what that means. Interesting rice.
3: Yeah, yeah. Every, you know, because yeah, that is exactly what it is, right? Like, it is a, it's an X factor, right? It it changes the mm-hmm. entire game up, right? 10%. You know, we started getting into the, like, do we, this part seemed a little crazy well, like, to me personally.
2: racing the rain if it's really rainy? Like... They do. It um, seems like it's insanely uh, dangerous if you're moving at speeds like that. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> that if it gets
1: uh, really heavy, they generally will stop. Okay, at right. so, no, okay. no, I was
2: going to say, like, this
3: sounds <laughs> really... There is a point where they hit stoppage, but they do not... So, yes, that we're kind of getting into that, right? Because um, this is a thing I don't think I've mentioned. Haruka's father was also um, an F4 racer? Maybe F4, uh, a, a pro racer, right? Formula right. racer a formula racer uh who died in a car crash while racing in the rain so okay. it is that we are setting that up uh-huh. right mm-hmm. um you know so it's like oh can haruka overcome the ghosts of his past right right and kind of the plot is like koya the the, the photog- his his photography daddy really doesn't want haruka to race right because koya has recently learned the truth of how Haruka's father passed away, right? And so he's like, "I don't want you to race; it's too dangerous." And you know, Haruka kind of rightfully responds, like, "You're not my fucking dad, old (laughs) man. It's not your call. It's not your fucking call." You know, Mm -hmm. and. You know, also, like Haruka- I might
1: posit, you don't get into single seat open wheel racing if you have a particularly keen sense of self preservation. <laughs>
3: right? Yes. And so Haruka decides to race. And Zig, I'm glad I'm glad you're here because from my perspective, this seems kind of insane. Um, one of the decisions that various teams make before the race is whether to race on slicks in the hope that the rain lets up,
1: that or is starting ab-
3: on wet tires.
1: Absolutely, a real thing.
3: It's like pouring; like it's not drizzling. Yeah, like it's-
1: I, I mean, like I think there has to be some artistic license, right? Generally, okay. uh, to- generally, like if it is raining really heavily, no team will dare go out on slicks. You know, normally right. this decision is when, like, maybe there's a light drizzle, but there might be like a dry patch coming over right. the horizon, I mean, or not- like maybe it's dry now, but it's threatening rain. But if we stay on the slicks for the first segment and all that stuff, but right, so it- they, they. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if it is raining at the beginning, they will start on wet tires. There's okay. very little debate about that.
3: Yeah, I think they kind of set it up for our like drama then, because like it turns yeah, out absolutely. that Belsorio, Sorio, who is sort of the premier like the premier team in F four, uh, who who has who, whose team is like the primary rival of Haruka, yeah. they decide to race on slicks in the rain. So yeah. Haruka is like, well. If they race on slicks, like the only chance yeah. I have of like making podium is if I also race on slicks. And to and... be clear,
1: the difference like if you play your cards right, the difference between the slicks and the and the uh wet weather tires is like multiple seconds per hour. Oh yeah, totally. colossal. Yeah, actually.
3: yeah. Like you are you are inherently giving up speed to race on wet weather tires. Um and so the race happens and it initially goes very well and then the rain comes down even harder. And, um, it goes bad. <laughs> <Yeah>, crash! <classic laughs> uh, surprise. Uh, uh, Satsuki, uh, uh, my bad. Uh, one of the, one of the, the, the main rival, uh, in, on Belsorio, the guy who said, uh, his idol is James Hunt in the previous episode, uh, and who talks about how the greatest like quality a racer can have is luck, um, you know, almost ironically is the first to have a like cataclysmically bad crash, um. You know, I don't think he's dead. His car didn't explode into flames, but he's not looking. <laughs> um,
0: Probably not going to be racing anytime soon. It seems like yes. And and yeah. Haruka
3: uh, spins out, hits a wall, and so you know, but not not nearly as bad. Um, you know, he 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 does not end up in a a racer collision like satsuki does, and so he is also disqualified. And so that is kind of how the episode ends. Um, It's good racing drama, but I'm not sure how I feel about it narratively because it kind of, like, is letting credence to the idea that Koya, the photographer, was right to, like, butt in, you know, because, like, it turns out that he was right in hindsight. He shouldn't have raced in the rain. And it's like, I don't know, like, it's, it's, it's the weird feeling of, like, you know, he is the viewpoint character, but because racing is not his background it kind of sticks with me the wrong way that like the narrative's kind of framing him as in the right about how this racing team should operate. I mean, it's like, dude, you don't even go here. You know? And to be clear, I'm not watching overtake, but
1: the thing which often annoys me about media, about car racing is that um, the idea that it is inherently incredibly dangerous, right? Like, is it dangerous? Yeah, of course it is, you know, but everybody on the grid has a certain, you know, you are bought into a certain level of risk just by being there, right? Right. Mm. There is
0: no, there's no surprises. Like yeah, they but trying to
1: accentuate the danger in that sense is is kind of a lazy crutch for storytelling. I think. Yeah. You know, it's
3: kind of how I felt about this episode. Is like, like, yes, obviously, racing, motorsport racing is dangerous. You were driving very fast cars, but. Uh, yeah, like th- th- there's a feeling in this episode, like ah, motorsport racing, the death game, or something. Like, <laughs> come on, guys! Like it's. it's I mean,
1: maybe like, if this show was set in 1960 rather than 2023. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: again, that is the latest episode I watched. I have not seen the the, the, the late the, the the subsequent episode, which is about the aftermath of that race. But uh, so I, a... I don't know actually what kind of like lesson they are trying to land on. So I, I cannot actually speak to where things go. After after but, that episode, but spill the does tea, his... Joe.
1: Is that dude dead?
3: No, he didn't. He's not watching, or are you? Oh, are
1: you not watching it anymore. Oh, I know. I didn't watch. Oh, episode one. Yeah, no. I, I sorry, only I'm only still watching. i sorry. i must have going to mix kind of. up. My yeah. apologies.
0: Um, but, uh... d- does does his hot ex wife show up?
3: <laughs> she does for a little bit you know okay. not not as not not in as many scenes as some prior episodes all right was so inherently say, a worse yeah, so that's what here? that's why
1: you thought this episode was made then
3: <laughs> <laughs> i see, in all seriousness i did enjoy the strategy aspect that they got into in this episode of like what are we going to do right like which tires are we going to take what's our racing strategy and to be you know, clear, like, that's
1: one of the draws of the real life sport as well, right? Yeah.
3: Like, like a a big aspect of what of like the race is like Belsorio, which is a a two a two driver team, versus uh, Haruka, who is a, a one driver team, mm. is like Belsorio's strategy at the beginning of the race is just like, hey, just you know, one is going to lead the other, and it's just like, just follow my tail lights, basically, yeah. right? Like, because visibility is so bad, it's like, well as long as we remain pretty close to each other, I can just follow his tail lights, and we should get out of this in one piece. There's Whereas other Haruka... advantages. Uh, oh, I was yes, just okay. going to say there's other
1: advantages. There's slipstreaming and also the fact that if you follow your teammate exactly, you will be driving over tarmac where he has already cleared. Most exactly, of the right.
3: Whereas like Haruka does not have that because he is racing on his own. So it's like, right. th- there's aspects of that where I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of neat and interesting. But maybe... Some of the human drama aspects of this show are starting to like fall apart for me here.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's move on and talk about me and Dolly. See um, how far how far have you gotten on this? So I am a few episodes behind, unfortunately. Okay. Um, it's not
1: easy to watch. Anime when you're nine thousand miles away, but I, hear um, you. Yeah. I did manage to see the episodes which you spoke about last time. The episode where Dali catfishes his own brother. It yep. might be the best single episode of anime I've seen this year. It's so yeah. funny. It's but so, so you incredible. didn't see
0: the one where uh they're, they get in the attic of the house? No, I mean okay, I heard you speak about it on the that, last yeah. Podcast. So that's the next episode. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, First, Zig, let me let me ask you because you are the only other person here who has watched any Twin Peaks. And yes. So now I now I can like ask smooth experience how twin peaks is this exactly.
1: I think it has some of the trappings but mm-hmm. it, it feel like it's way um it's still very
0: anime though Yeah, I, yeah it,
1: it's <laughs> I would not say that it is very twin peaks beyond sure, the, sure. the trappings the, because the aesthetics. like like the humor yeah. is way more slapsticky than twin right. peaks. And like there's there's a level of because the thing is Twin Peaks can get very dark, but there's kind of a level of meanness about the darkness in Migi and Dali, which mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel like there, there are other animes which are way more Twin Peaks-esque than this. Right, right, sure. so, yeah. Like I would compare it more to something like the Stepford Wives. For mm. Example, you right. know the idea—the idea, the idea so of darkness,
2: lampoon, sort of lampooning like that type of media, like
1: right, yeah, like the idea of darkness lurking in this perfect white picket mm-hmm. community. You know, I yeah. think yeah. that is probably the more apt comparison. Gotcha. There. Okay. So, w-
0: w- when we did leave off last time, I was I was hanging on the 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 decision what was the show going to do because they 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 got trapped in the attic, uh, the younger brother Dolly and their. Housekeeper friend who? Oh, he's the older brother. Isn't 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 Migi no, first it, and Do- oh, it, uh,
1: no, anyway. no, it is Migi. It's called, the show is called Migi. So it's called Migi. Dali, yeah, okay. the yes. older brother. I, I get that. Because, I get that backwards. Yeah, all the I remember time. because it's exactly the opposite of the okay. way you would expect. Um, the
0: the younger brother, yeah, is because he's the one that's investigating the house while the older brother is dressed up like a baby
2: <laughs> <laughs> in the room.
0: Um. <laughs> the he 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 gets caught with their with their housekeeper friend yep. who and she takes the fall and is probably dead and my my question was okay will they go through with that she, she's either going to be dead or we're, there's going to be some comical explanation as to why she's not dead and i did not account for the third option is which was we were not going to find out ever probably uh sure i mean i <laughs> which, think that leans slightly more towards being dead but yeah, and I, I think also probably the best of those two uh, best of those options. Um could I mean they do like so basically he takes that opportunity to get out of the attic and he's like, Well, sure. I hope she's not dead and then we never see or hear from her again. Which is, means she's probably dead. But I mean
1: it uh, <laughs> could be saving that reveal for suitably. Yeah, or,
0: or or we'll still come back to, you know, the end of the show, she comes back or something. Who knows? Sure, anyway, we'll she's out of the picture. Yeah. Um And yeah, so the the boys kind of escalate their investigation. I'm not going to go through... There's so many things going on. (laughs) I I can't... We don't have time to go through all of it. But basically, to get out of this predicament, um, the older brother who's dressed up like the baby has to pretend to go through these stages of growing up over the course of a few weeks
3: or something. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> Until he is up to his normal age of like 13 or 15 or however old they're supposed to be. They're meant to be
1: uh, like
0: 12 and a half, I
1: think. Or something. Right, like, thir- yeah. like 13-ish, something like around. Going right? on 13, yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, so he he does that so they can escape while the brother is investigating. And when they're finally about to get sent back to their adoptive home... They make their final play, which is to dress up as the ghost of their mother, sure, and see how the various family members react to determine which uh, one is the murderer. Because I mean, this uh, is a
1: relatively low key plan by the standards of the show. Yeah,
0: and 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 if if some if one of them reacts as if they've seen a ghost, uh, then that was person that's that's probably the person that killed her their mother. And, by the way, the suspects here include the mother... It's the that that rich kid's family. It's it's <laughs> his parents, his mother and father, this rich kid who's the same age as them, and his little sister. So those are, those are their suspect lists. The, the I feel like
1: I can... Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like I can rule out one pretty easily.
0: Um, yeah, and, and so the little sister wouldn't have been born when the murder occurred, and the, the other kid is their age, so he would have been, like, five when the murder happened. So... But nevertheless, he's still on the suspect Sometimes list. Sometimes
2: a kid so. just has bad vibes, you know? <laughs> and,
0: uh... Well, you see, it turns out that the, uh... The... The, the little, like... Whatever thing that they were holding that was the keepsake of their mother the turned out to be a button from the kids' pajamas, they discover, which is... Uh... Okay. You know, that's their like big the hunt, clue. dun dun yeah. yeah. Anyway, um... So... Through their ghost their little ghost experiment, uh they become convinced that it is the actual kid that's their age that murdered their mother. Sure. But they have now been they have now been returned home, so they've lost access to him. And uh Mighi, the older brother, right? No, Dolly's the older brother. Dolly's <laughs> the other, oh God see I can't I can't get it straight. Okay, Dolly the, the older brother. The
1: Why they are in the title.
0: Yes, I just have to reverse it. Uh, He decides the only way he can get back into uh, talking to the rich kid again is to uh, bring back his girl disguise.
1: Ah, flawless logic.
0: And this is where... So in in the course of the show, we've determined that these boys are terrible at everything except for two things, which is, one, their incredible acrobatics to pose as one person. Yep and two, their stalking ability <laughs> sure <laughs> which includes like their disguises and stuff like that but like the uh, so the older brother poses as the the girl again assuming he'll be able to hide it from his other his brother Bye. but he has underestimated his, his younger brother's stalking yes. abilities <laughs> and that this creates a big mess as uh, he he gets caught by his younger brother, but he still stays in character, still tries to keep it up, and now his younger brother thinks that he is uh, trying to seduce the rich kid. And uh, Let's just say two things happened in the latest episode. And again, I'm not going to spoil the details. Sure. One, they find out how their mother died.
1: Okay, that seems like a pretty big deal. It, it is
0: although I found I myself that, with many more questions <laughs> I mean,
1: my prediction from the beginning was that she wasn't actually murdered so like
0: uh, I it she's she's dead it's,
1: no, no no i I know I'm sure she's dead but like I I guess like just by the way you're sort of dancing around the question I feel like Yes, but no, right. Like- I would
0: say I still don't feel I could definitively answer that question, not dancing around sure. it. Okay. All we know is the method of her death. Let's put it sure. that way. Okay. It, which has left me with in some ways more questions. Yep. I mean that's what um, you one
1: from a good who done it, right?
0: Yeah. So so there's the thing is though, this all gets thrown to the side because the younger brother now no longer cares because yep. he has discovered that his brother catfished him and he's pissed. Ah. Oh, I was going to yeah.
1: say, I feel like this is building up to a family rift, right? Yes,
0: and yeah. so now they want to kill each other, and that's kind of where we leave off at the end <laughs> sure. of the, yeah. uh, the the latest episode. Sure, I mean um, that's one way to escalate, right? Like, yeah, so it's it's very good because like it's like oh, we've solved at least you know probably fifty percent of the mystery, <laughs> and but now we hate each other, and that, but now they want to kill each other, and that's where we've left off. So, um. Yeah, I still I still really like their show. It
1: sounds to me like that they're still managing to dance that weird line of like comedy, yes. drama, like Which is, uh, it's so difficult.
0: It's very to hard to do. That. I'm
1: really worried that they're going to fall off it at some point. But yeah, you know, well, I
0: do I do think because what I brought up last time is like, are they going to lean more into the comedy or they're going or are right. they going to lean more into the dark side of it? I I feel like they've let they've leaned more toward the comedy for the most part, and I, probably where they're going to go eventually. Sure. And that that question has been punted <laughs> further down the line. Now, I think we're going to have to wait until we get to the like, end.
1: Yeah, the thing is, like, that's cool, like, that's fine, the comedy is good, but at the end of the day, this is still a show about someone being murdered, and, yes. like, unless you go full wacky, it's kind of hard to make that a punchline, so... Yeah, the, the, yeah, oh. so
0: so they they have to commit to some level of like, I don't know, actual emotional weight here at some point. And,
1: and this is only going to be one core, right?
0: I don't know that. I don't know for sure. I'm assuming that's the I case. Feel like I
2: that, know I feel like that's the like. The I mean, I know
0: the the manga was finished, so there is an ending to the story. Yeah, gonna so.
2: be thirteen episodes. Sure. And
0: I don't I don't think it was a very long manga either. So like, yeah, it
1: was a couple of
2: years, right?
0: Yeah, I I, I think. I'm, I'm hoping that they will finish the story. So, um, but we'll see.
1: I'm encouraged to hear that it is still pulling off that balancing act.
0: Yeah, like I mean, that, if like you've been continue. if you've been enjoying it up to this point,
1: I have very much been enjoying it. Up then
0: to you're going to continue enjoying it just as much over the next couple of episodes. I'm glad, so. I'm glad to hear that. And I, I think if they can stick the landing, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna really. That's always the big be very question. Be positive
1: with like because at its heart, this is still kind of a mystery story, and yeah. so much of mystery stories depends on the resolution. So we'll have yeah. to see what they've got up their sleeve.
0: But if they can pull off a reasonable conclusion, I'm, I'm gonna be pretty high on this one by the time we're done. So cool. All right. Okay. Moving on. I quit Bold Buster, guys. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, just,
2: I, mean, I don't blame you. I just ran out of time. Yeah. Uh, nah, it's, it's cool. That something
0: had to go. If I, if I, if I was going to fit that Gridman movie in, something had to go. Yeah, and no, this I was guess. it. I take it that you guys don't sound very encouraged either.
2: It's not been great. I, I wish <laughs> Bold Buster
3: was the show we all thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. Like. Okay, like, we, we, you know, the joke about the economically viable mecha anime Mm -hmm. or whatever, like...
1: Are we just living the joke now?
3: (laughs) Kinda, yeah. Like, Bullbuster doesn't fucking do shit in this show. Like, like, Bullbuster will show for, like, a minute, like, get kneecapped by some sort of technical failure and then be out of the game for the rest of the episode. And it's like, that's... That was funny a couple of times, but, like... It's, it's rapidly hitting the point of like, why the fuck do we even keep this thing around? It doesn't even.
0: <laughs> why why do you just go get like a front end loader or something? Right? Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, for money,
3: like, for the money that was spent, like, I, I, unironically, the money that was spent, like, building and maintaining Bullbuster, like, if you could hire just like four more dudes with spear guns. <laughs> would probably would be a better <laughs> use of your money than Bullbuster. Right. And that's I a mean... shitty thing. That's a really shitty conclusion to reach in your mecha anime. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: like, I'm i yeah. The thing is like I God, I've I've heard way too many people just say about mecha in general, the the well you know if the amount of money you would take for these yeah, mecha mecha yeah exactly, better spent yeah. spent on uh, conventional weaponry and right. so,
3: yeah, like... Like, yeah, I, I hate that shit, because at the end of the day, giant robots are a man's romance, right? That's right. all right. that really matters.
1: But, but also, this is a show explicitly about, like, the bureaucracy surrounding right. giant robots. And right. so, like, you are drawing attention to those factors. Exactly. And if you don't if you don't have a good answer to that question, then, yeah. you know, you can't blame right. the audience for beginning exactly. to lean in that direction. Yeah, right. like, you
3: know, I hate to keep bringing it up, but again, shows like Die Guard and Pat Labor... Do figure out an effective explanation to this question, right? Like, you know, whether it's justified or not. It's like, look, the only thing that can, like, Pat Labor's conclusion that the only thing <laughs> that can stop a bad guy with a robot is a good guy with a robot. You know, <laughs> and the robot <laughs> has
1: a big revolver.
3: You know, dieguard says that. Uh, look, uh, Kaiju man, only yeah. a giant robot can do anything about a Kaiju.
2: <laughs> Uh-huh. Right. That- I'm Jet- the- Look, on I'm, I'm the... <laughs> Jet Jaguar is right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need some wow cool robot to go with your capitalism as bad. Yes,
3: mm-hmm. and I think... I think that is actually the core of it, right? Is that like you can have a robot that's kind of a piece of shit and is kind of impractical and a pain in the ass, but at the end of the day, you still want to see it do cool shit, all right? Jet Jaguar, all right? <laughs> Sing- uh, singularity Points Jet Jaguar, the most fucking piece of shit robot we had ever seen in our lives, had like a 1.0 batting average, all right? That thing never failed in its mission to stop Kaiju. <laughs> Despite uh, how much of a piece of shit it was. I mean, in, in all
1: seriousness, and, like, in robot shows, generally the robot doing something is the carrot, right? Like, you yes. follow you follow along so mm. the robot will do cool stuff, and that is your quote-unquote reward for sitting through the talking or whatever. Like, I'm being mm. hilariously flippant, but you get the point. Right? Robot yes. love
2: is more... Uh... <laughs> It's more dynamic than a human love, or
3: however.
0: It goes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so I, I was just going to say, like, I mean, these are all problems we've seen coming and developing over time. Here, was there anything specific in like these two episodes that stood out as like
3: so good um, or bad or whatever? The, la- but- the, la- the latest two episodes, we are doing the the new higher storyline. Yeah. Oh, um, right, right.
0: They, they were bringing I think that's the last thing I saw is like they were yeah, just they, bringing they're, in like new They were bringing or whatever,
3: in this right? dude uh named Namari. He's a new hire. He he comes very recommended. His his uh his um his credentials are very good and mm-hmm. best of all, uh um Got a boating the, the, license. He has a boating license and the parent company will pay his salary. So, yes. <laughs>
0: right, um, right. I I yeah. I remember that at the very end of the last Zero episode, I saw
3: on the ledger, and naturally they do the thing of he has a very. I think he's almost intended to be coded as like autistic or on the spectrum. Like he has a very like literal, Literalistic, yeah. per, literalist personality. He doesn't really understand social norms or cues. I mean, like, that might also just be a
1: joke, right? <laughs>
3: I think so, but it's like it's to such a degree that it's like, well, I mean, yeah, it might still be being right, but in in the context, humor, but in
2: the context of like he is an employee of this company, you know, it's very like if there's an alert called in, I, you know, four fifty nine, he's like, well, now that's five o'clock, I'm going home. Right. like right. I mean, um, I do and, that, and, and,
1: but right. so he's, he's, a, he's a hero is what you're saying. So here's the
2: thing, right,
3: obviously I respect that, but then you have to think about the fact that, you know, what are these people are doing is they're fighting kaiju, right? They're less office workers and more akin to emergency workers, and you know, right. we could get into a whole conversation about how emergency workers should be, you know, compensated much better for, like, the mm-hmm. sacrifices they make, but at right. the end of the day the point is that their job doesn't really follow a strict schedule, right, when it kaiju show up it's time to get to work right yeah,
1: there is an inherent understanding that you work to the job not to the schedule in, in right. Jobs like and, that,
3: right and so that's kind of the immediate like in, you know kind of friction point with namari because he doesn't really see the kaiju as a problem right he's like yeah okay sure a kaiju showed up but it's again, his job and out. so
2: he'll he'll clock out when it's time to clock out right, right. and yeah. and
3: You know, it kind of gets resolved by the end where, like, basically, Namari's behavior almost gets himself killed because, like, he thinks that, like, a. Is
0: he supposed to be a pilot or what is his job?
3: Well, he's introduced as, you know, an employee and someone with a boating license. So, you know, (laughs) is Mm -hmm. able to transport Bullbuster to the island. Oh, okay. He's um, the boat driver then. (laughs) Yes. um, Yeah. And basically, his actions almost get himself killed if it weren't for, like, you know, the intervention of the other characters. And yeah, it, I wouldn't really say there's a resolution. It's not like he realizes he was wrong, but more he kind of just realizes, oh, I have to play along with this to a certain extent, you know?
2: like Right. And everyone else um, learns like they have to accept his, his quirks because he is... In his own way, working for the betterment of of the company, uh, right, and whatnot, yeah, and he does have a boating license. Mm-hmm. He does, does that indeed. too. Can't
3: forget that. But uh... yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, you know, we'll watch the. I mean, we're gonna keep watching this because I mean, what the fuck? I mean, whatever, man. Like this thing is <laughs> it's a twelve episode show. We're like, eight oh, you're committed in. now. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You're uh, you know, like the in, next
0: what episode the, nine or ten or something at this yeah, point. Like, yeah, who
3: who the fuck who the fuck hits the 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 eject button at that point, right? So. Can Uh, I make a suggestion? Yeah.
1: Like, what if you took out some of, like, the procedural office stuff and, say, maybe inserted some social commentary on the Japanese constitution? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: well, you like, well, you want this anime to have something to say about Article Nine? Are yeah. you—is that what you're?
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that it could be a rich, untapped vein of drama for robots <laughs> yeah, to uh, talk, talk about.
2: Of course, yeah, no, <laughs> anime has
3: ever done that before.
2: Yep. <laughs> 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 I love D&G. <Wreck-and-G-S-T-G. laughs> well
1: No, don't be silly. I, that was about toilets. <laughs> I,
3: I, the thing that, So, in all right. seriousness, I do think like it's not that like. I don't think Bullbuster Buster was an unsalvageable premise. I just think where it has decided to put its priorities feels deeply misplaced. When I, when the joke
1: is, when the joke is look at how boring everything is,
0: you really right. have to be pretty good to walk that
1: line. So, so yeah.
3: that's,
0: that's kind of like, I, I kind of touched on this last time. Uh, we had a commenter mention this as well, where like mm-hmm. the show feels to me more like than anything an office comedy. Yes. like And that's fine. I love office comedies. But it's not a good office comedy. <laughs>
3: that is the issue. Like, it's like a
0: average at best office comedy. Right. And it, like if and, this
3: thing were like really funny, like I'm talking like 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 let's just say like Kaguya tier like hilarious. Right.
0: Name your I favorite think, comedy funny. Yes.
3: Yes. I, I could forgive like the mech doing fucking jack shit. The problem mm-hmm. is it's not even that good of an office comedy, and right. the mech is boring.
2: I will say, right. like weirdly enough, uh, if as crappy as the CG is on the mechs and the and the monsters, like a lot of the two D character animation is really fun and expressive. Yeah, yeah.
3: We we can't forget that this is a uh, studio nut. Uh, yes. You know the the
2: the studio behind
3: decadence. Yep. Uh, fully Yabai. Fully Yabai. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like the character <laughs> sections are like. Yes, quite, quite good. Like very energetic, actually, in yeah. a way that Bullbuster and the Kaiju are not. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: I mean of...
1: that's kind of just confirmation that two entirely separate teams are
2: working on this stuff, right? Probably, mm. yeah. yeah. And there's the one joke that, like, it's not necessarily that it was a really good joke, but it's a joke that made me go, "That's a joke that would be in a Western cartoon." Uh, is like, <laughs> dude, uh, piloting Bullbuster is like flashing, but he's like, my life is flashing over my eyes, or whatever. And uh, yeah. then later is like, or like right after is like, oh, wait, I remembered the thing that, uh, oh, I think I did situation. see that. Right. <laughs> so it goes back oh, yeah. and he's like, well, no, that's back too far. You rewinded too far. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Forward, right No, so, yeah. When I, when I said it was like, I didn't say it was a bad comedy. I said it was right. like an average, like, okay. Com- and there are yeah, some yeah. like good jokes here and there, but overall mm-hmm. it's like, eh, fine. Yeah. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah. And, and, and need need more than that yep. <laughs> at this point. So, well,
3: look look on the bright side. It seems like we are building up to uh, building the Getter Three of the yes. Bull Trio. We're gonna get Bull Divers soon mm-hmm. to no. uh, to explore the 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 watery depths of the lake on the islands. Well, I'm and confident.
1: I, they I can't you not wait. Have... I
0: can't wait till the office crew is joined by a serial killer.
3: That'll mm-hmm. be
0: great. <laughs> I uh. I, I feel confident that they are not going to combine at any point. Uh, I don't think that technology no, exists in this not. world.
2: <laughs> you know, so, the only the way the only way they would combine is all of them get busted up somehow, and then they have to they take the parts these, and yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: use them back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry, Bullbuster, you tried.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well. I was gonna say moving I'm on to trying. something better, but I don't think I can necessarily say oh, that. Well.
3: Speaking of effort or lack thereof, uh, yeah, under right. ninja,
2: oh. yeah,
0: let's talk about under ninja. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 mad now because oh, ooh, yeah. yeah, I I felt like we were building up th- something hmm. like the the past. So out of the like the like uh, I don't know what the episodes numbers are at this point, but the out of the past like three episodes, the previous two like with Kuro infiltrating high school were pretty fun. Like that was probably the most fun I've had with the show so far. Right. Um, And we, we, and, and the, the first of these two episodes, because just kind of continuing that same stuff that we talked about last time. But then this, the latest episode, we're back to dropping in Mm -hmm. into another plot line, timeline, whatever, more new characters. uh, Yes. I don't. Ninjas. Does Kuro even show up in this episode?
2: He does not. He Does not
3: notably.
0: Um, there's some you know other crazy ninja guy who's murdering the other ninjas, or is he an under ninja? Mm. I don't know. They don't really explain that either. Um, what I I almost lost my mind when they did another one month ago cut <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, uh, another,
3: yeah, another flashback yeah
0: in in in, in, in any different but we're like in a different plot line now so i and they don't they don't tell you what the date they didn't even tell you what the day was on that one i have no idea where what point in time we're at or what's and and god it's like why why are we doing this to ourselves <laughs> like
1: because nonlinear storytelling is cool. <laughs> I,
3: I like. I mean, I cannot like. I mean, whatever. Like, I, I I cannot necessarily speak to the the reasoning behind the directing choices of the Under Ninja anime. I will say that like the flashback that happens in the latest episode to their days in Ninja High School is like that is pretty funny. The, is a very funny, but b yes. one of the only actual flashbacks in the original source material. Um, okay,
0: so that that's not necessarily added for the anime, just the timing of it felt bad. Yeah, it just it just
3: feels more gratuitous because of the way this story the has been directed up till this point. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: See so that's the I, I thing was, though, like
3: yeah. like
0: yes, I I also thought that flashback was great, but it's like and and those are the kinds of things that are like keeping me watching because I right, feel like right. the content I like Mm-hmm. but the way it's been chopped up is so frustrating to me like right it it's hard to follow it's they like they're not we're I'm... not getting enough time to like be with the characters and get to know them and like
3: and and the stretch where we were that was my favorite part so far right. it kind of feels like you're scrabbling for like pieces of good like isolated good
1: stuff that just never links together in, a, yeah. Yeah. in I
3: mean in a smooth way I mean, it, it kind
0: it kind of does like it's not really that complicated of a plot but it's just frustrating when yes. like mm-hmm. things that we saw in episode 1 we have not come back to like, right. like there's
3: And I, I will say this is a real and legitimate criticism of Kengo Hanazawa's writing is that it is very in meandering, like right. it's not unique to just under ninja. You can read I Am a Hero or Boys on the Run or really any of his manga about you know n- neat incel cell losers is like there. There is always a meandering quality to his storylines. Like I have definitely read his past works and sometimes been like frustratedly trying to grasp at a like emotional core to hold onto, well. like and. It's it kind of just, I mean, and and I think it's, like, for Under Ninja, it's, like, specifically, because unlike some of his past works, it leans more into the, like, comedy angle. It does not bother me as much that, like, yeah. it is jumping around because it's, like, they're not really meant to take the story that seriously to begin with. So, sure.
1: I think certainly <clears throat> for the written works as well, there's, there's a deliberate stylistic choice there in that it kind of... The, that storytelling style kind of fits the vibe of his sort of, like, slacker, nihilistic yes. protagonists as well, you know. It, it feels bitty and, and unfocused because the characters he is writing about are bitty and unfocused. But,
0: but you, you've mentioned, like, the anime is, like, even more... Cut up and all over the place, though, right? Yes, yes. Like, yeah.
3: at least the Under Ninja manga follows a mostly linear <laughs> right. uh, uh, narrative uh, styling. but uh,
0: Yeah, whereas I think we're now jumping into four different time periods <laughs> in every episode or something, right? I, like
3: mean, I, think the, I mean, on some level, I think the core thing you... Like, really, the only thing you really need to take away from, like, the latest episode is, like, you know ninja you know we're on the verge of ninja civil war and that yep. all of the plot lines are basically building up to a great you know the idea is that the new front lines of the next great ninja war great are here war, in japan yeah. mm-hmm, You know, right. like you know this is why we're bringing our troops back you know like despite the implication being that you're not supposed to have like spec ops ninjas in the japanese mainland right like right you know, this is why we have that-
0: to uh, take in the dick slicing foreigner
3: Yes, you know. Got to mention him once. Thank you, thank you, because he is not actually present (laughs) in these episodes. Because he does not
0: appear in these episodes, yeah.
3: Um, (laughs) You know, like, the idea is that everybody, whether intentionally, knowingly or not, is gearing up, right, for for a conflict, right? Like, and, And there's this implication that it is all going to happen at the school, right? Like... It, mm-hmm. the the school is implied to be a hotbed of under ninja activity right the 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 serial killer ninja who is targeting what seems to be mostly you know female ninja says to you know face him again at the school um you know it, like, it is
2: sort of like gender or whatever at the school is some like old ninja like turncoat ninja or something right yes like-
3: yes you know um you know, uh, as they say, the ninja are preparing to use escape their orbital laser <laughs> like yes. that was introduced <laughs> this episode. Yes, <laughs>
0: uh, God, see that uh, the show, like the show, is funny, and and I mean, I guess much like Migi and Dolly, there's a very dry. Yes, it's uh, very dry. <laughs> Extremely dry sense of humor. Like these are not laugh out loud jokes. These that's are that's compelling have, because yeah. we we don't get a lot of dry humor mm-hmm. in anime. Most
1: of the time. Be, these are like whole-
0: the. Like, writing on writing on the absurdity of the ninjas having an orbital laser, they don't, like, yes. go into detail or anything. It's just like, yeah, oh, right. that is ridiculous I mean, it's that like, they oh, it's the the ninjas. Ninjas would have an orbital laser. <laughs> and, and I think,
3: like, it's why the actual flashback in the manga is legitimately a very good, funny flashback, where they do the flashback to Ninja High School. And like they don't like. <laughs> they show the
0: yearbook and everybody has the masks?
3: Yeah, on. Everybody has the masks on. You yeah,
0: like, how are you supposed like, to tell anybody apart?
3: Yeah, right. No, Look at their yearbook. Look like at the absurdity yeah. that Ninja yeah. High School had a Ninja Yearbook.
1: That's yes. just a and, really good
3: joke. That's like, a very—it's really joke. funny. its its, yeah. and, it's and, and they don't linger on it too much. They don't belabor the joke. Right, right. Nobody, nobodys Gags, laughing right? in the show about yeah. this. No, it's They're a just, sight gag, right? Yeah, it's completely and, a sight
0: gag. Yeah.
3: Oh man, like the dude, like inventing his fucking cat language, and like, <laughs> <"Hey>, <laughs> didn't this? we go to Ninja High School together? It's like,
0: <sighs> yeah, and, and, like yes, a, yes, and they—they—they threw they, that in there
2: because I invented the cat language. Yeah.
0: I think it would be funnier if that was just coincidence that they put him in a cat and they didn't even know anything uh, about the cat language. But I think it was a coincidence. Yeah, it, which well, is even think, funnier. Um, yeah, it's just because it's like like conveniently now he can talk to his friend, right? Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. It, so like the, the, the humor is good. Like there, there's like the, the the meat of the content. I I like and that's why I was still here. So mm. yes, um, maybe
3: the way it's being arranged and is, just the way yeah. it's
0: being arranged and presented is it's like. Frustrating sometimes, so yeah. Um, But I am
2: enjoying it despite despite everything. Yeah, I think I think
0: it's still a net positive for me. Mm -hmm. And you know, at least I get to hear the OP every week. I love the OP. Yeah,
2: (laughs) it's a good OP.
0: OP. is a a real (laughs) banger. I I haven't said that in a while. I feel like I need to remind everyone. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Um, I I have no idea. Like we're running out episodes here, so like I don't know what we're I don't know how any of is this is gonna going to come to any kind or?
3: of. It, it is still going. Yes.
2: Okay.
3: okay. I, I, I'm pretty. I feel pretty strongly. I know where the anime is going to end, though. So. Gotcha, I right. I don't
0: feel like we're any closer to some kind of stopping point than we were from episode one right now. <laughs> uh, un- unless we're I don't know do we stop at the beginning of the ninja war? I don't know. Whatever. But we'll see.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: So now that we are watching Pluto, I put it yeah. in our honored uh, end of the show position. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is the. If it's not Spy Family, this is the safest bet to watch. I think. But
3: hey, yeah. guys, um, do you want to talk about the Iraq War?
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, let me let me start because you all you all read the manga, and yeah. none of this is yeah. shocking to yes. you.
3: I have,
2: To you,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I yeah. was n- not prepared for how not unsubtle. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: how unsubtle the show is, primarily with the, the 39th Central Asian War, but just in general. Oh, yeah. uh, I did not expect to see. You know, uh, maybe I did Rated expect to see. Clip. <laughs> maybe I did expect to see the robot KKK, but I did not expect to see Saddam Hussein uh, <laughs> and, like, how just, like, completely. Like not, it's the opposite of subtle. They want you to know that they were talking about 2003. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> to be uh, fair, if Urasawa was, War was on trying, Terror,
1: yeah, if uh, Urasawa was trying to homage Tezuka, he's done it pretty well. Because, by,
0: by uh, having zero subtlety whatsoever? Yes,
3: yes. <laughs> the opposite actually, of subtlety. <laughs> it is actually the perfect homage to Tetsuka's yeah. style of writing. It's the
0: complete opposite of subtlety. They're like, yes, we. Mm-hmm. We were told that there were robots of mass destruction, but it yeah, turned he, out uh, there were no robots oh, of mass destruction.
2: <laughs> you got a you got Astro Boy waving in his fatigues from the top of a tank. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
3: like, I mean, I, I, lo- I love it, right? Because like, it's the perfect like. Of course, Astro Boy was was in Iraq. Of course, he was right because he was one of the seven strongest robots on the earth. Yeah, of course. Of course, he would have been deployed by the military, but also he is still Astro Boy. Like, yes, we cannot yeah. afford the optics failure of having Astro <laughs> Boy slaughter robots in the streets, so we'll put him in a uh-huh. nice, cushy PR position. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it makes perfect sense. Mon- wow. and, and again, like, Mon, yeah, like, Mon- Blanc over here is like, is this a just war? Did I come <laughs> here for the right reason? Yes. Yeah.
1: I am drowning in the blood of robots. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah Mon- and, and it's who like...
3: officially has the highest kill count of all of the world's strongest robots?
0: Uh, and so it's like
2: dungarees. Yeah. We, it's
0: it's 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 so impressive to me because we have. I mean, we have 20 years of space for, away from this now. This was like, like a, what, like a year or two after or 9/11, or, four, or like yeah. it's like, <laughs>
3: yes,
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's like within the rah period. Yeah, they were uh, like making this as these things were happening, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So like
3: in, in a world with a more globalized media. Mm-hmm. Like to people who were not like alive or cognizant in 2001, like it truly cannot be overstated how much the United States and maybe the Western world as a whole sort of went through a collective insanity oh, post yeah. 9 11. Th- this like,
0: would have got banned in the US if it yes, was being yes,
3: published Pluto, at, like, the- at, like if, at that if, time. If there were enough Republican senators to pay attention,
1: <laughs> yes, would have
3: been banned in America. Yeah. Oh man. I
1: mean to be clear, the Freedom Fries thing is not a joke or something that people have made no, up. No, that so was a really real. Happened. That uh, was a real thing. Yeah, so th- this like, yes. Man, At that I...
0: time yes, if, if enough people noticed this would have been banned in in when it came out in the United States. Um so yeah. Uh, that aside, <laughs> I think one of
1: the fascinating things about Pluto is this sort of weird collision of, like, smash mouth, serious political criticism, and also the inherent nature of the story as a piece of, like, Tetsuka fantasy where everything is goofy and, like... No holds are barred in terms of how silly the concepts can be, right? Like mm-hmm. that's one of the most fascinating things about Pluto to me is how uncomfortably these elements sit alongside each other.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Um,
1: well, uh,
3: as as the person who is new to this, Jill. So did you watch you watched mm-hmm. episodes two and three, right?
0: I did watch both episode two and three. Yep. So we had. What are,
3: um, what are your kind of feelings about the development of the mystery and the introduction so, uh, of the world? I, I, I'll
0: expand us. my lack of subtlety comment to the plot as well, which is mm-hmm. also kind of less surprising, but still kind of surprising to me because, like, I don't know when we get when we get uh, <laughs> when we get the Brando episode and he's like, "Ah, I sure love all these kids, and I'm going to take you all to the zoo <laughs> oh, when yeah. I come yep. back." I'm like, "Oh, oh god, yeah, yep. oh, yeah. Oh, oh no." Also, oh, I'm uh, one day from retirement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh it's very very unsubtle which which i'm not saying as a criticism i'm just saying it's it's kind of in a way it was almost kind of funny to
3: me it was a work brother brando had him dead to rights (laughs) (sighs) brando had him down for the three count he would he should have won yeah oh
0: my goodness um so yeah i mean i i i'm i'm enjoying all of it like it's like the the uh, the, the plot is good. The themes are good. Like this like we've talked about before. I feel like this, this is the first time in a lo- long time. I feel like I'm watching an anime that has some weight to it. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm very intrigued by, you know, now that we have all of the, the remaining four robots here, you know what, what's going to happen. Uh,
3: I, I definitely want to call out the introduction of Epsilon. Um, Right. who is the the, the pretty one yeah. like mm-hmm. because like this is the thing that's sort of known about Urasawa's works right is he draws very like you know tired middle-aged <laughs> men right very yes. lumpy <laughs> old men right and yeah. as a result like monster like mm-hmm. Pluto when Urasawa introduces a like traditionally be shonen looking anime man that's right. almost Urasawa's way of being like you need to pay attention now.
0: <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, no, he did yeah, like he flies in like the sun, right? Yeah, and, uh... like an
3: angel from the heavens. Yeah. And notably, yes, it's it's because Epsilon of the seven strongest robots was also the only conscientious objector right. to mm-hmm. uh the 39th Central Asian War and explicitly right. did not participate in the war. And I think that needs to be pointed out because that yeah. proves Every robot had a choice. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: You might make an argument about Atom. He's a child. Fair.
3: Yes, fine. Well, this, is he? You get know, the, you know, the I weird mean, aspects yeah, there, right? Yeah, that's kind of the problem. Um, but, but, I, uh, do, yeah. I
0: do think that, for me, the highlight, and I think it's supposed to be the highlight, was the introduction of Pluto, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. And, it's an
1: iconic bit of design.
0: And the whole, like using uh, Adam's little sister, I can't think of her name right now, but the... Ron, yeah. Ron, yes. Uh, you'd think I would know that after 70 years of Astro Boy or whatever, but... <laughs> I mean, um, Ron's
2: like one of those, like, we not talk about that much characters. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean,
3: and, she's uh, role to Astro Boy's Mega Man. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes, you know. exactly. Uh, except so, arguably even
1: less important
0: to be. <laughs> <true>. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least, at like, cleans up the shop or something, right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, using her as the viewpoint character just made the whole and i and again i don't know anything so i don't really even know what pluto is at this point uh, other than you know because we don't we only catch like a kind of glimpse of what he really is toward the end but um it made him so much more menacing oh yeah like (laughs) so much more like
2: uh yeah Yes, Pluto's uh, much scarier when he seems just like a, some kind of force of nature. Yes. Mean, that, that's what Urasawa nails, right? Because yeah. the thing
3: is that Pluto, his design is relatively true to the original Tezuka design. But yeah, Urasawa like... You him,
1: yeah. Which you can you tell know. if you see him completely in silhouette. Like right. There are definitely still some weirdly cartoony aspects but to
3: him. But Urasawa does such a masterful job, and thus this anime yeah. also does a great job of like... Hiding him in the shadows, showing yeah. people's reaction to him. Right, it, it creates. It's it's a masterful, like and you know. And I, I think the. the part... I will say.
1: I will say as well that like almost every adaptation of Astro Boy tends to play up like the monstrousness of Pluto because it is such an easy design just to tweak a little and make yeah. extremely I mean, intimidating. The, the
0: part where like it starts raining and the flowers start growing, and I'm like, yeah. why? <laughs> why am I scared right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I shouldn't be scared. Yeah. There's, There's like I mean, flowers and stuff. It's, it's, and it, I still don't know the answer to that question, but it's just like, so, right, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just so good. Um, yeah.
3: So I was a master of building dread. Like, Great. yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. 20th century boys. got some real. Yeah. yeah and, and just dreaded. like, <laughs> moment...
0: yeah. Cause like from the moment that Uran finds the, like, the guy laying in the alley or whatever mm. like like uh, your guards automatically up but at no point i mean in hindsight it didn't appear at any point that she was actually in danger but the whole time you were like completely on edge like all right when is the you know when she is the, the switch run. gonna flip yeah <laughs> right and, like, <laughs> or whatever it,
3: it's framed, it is framed similarly to like a scene in a thriller where like a child discovers the hiding place yeah. of the killer Right, or like a slasher movie almost yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, um, more artsy, because there's flowers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I will also uh. say, right, they also do a lot of work to, like, it may not all seem clear now, because, you know, that man was talking in a lot of nonsense, but, like, you can already feel... Because they do establish that one of... Uran, like, Iran's rare power, right, is she she possesses, like, the power of, like, super robot empathy, basically, right? Like, she can right. feel the emotions of others, right? And they, you know, this this... It, this is a good setup then to like sort of get a little bit of insight into who Pluto kind of is right like he is someone Pluto or whatever this like person whatever like like mm-hmm. mirror or shade or sliver of Pluto this is implied to be feels a great deal of pain right torment like this this yeah. is This is not a gleeful serial killer preying on his targets. This is someone who is driven by, like, a deep primordial fear more than anything else. And
0: so much more interesting than just, I want to murder people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh,
2: Yeah. When we get to the end of the season, Jala, you should read the original Astro Boy arc.
0: uh,
2: Okay. I I, I am... uh,
0: I am interested in that, but I I feel like I yeah. want to watch. It's I good in yeah. so I, I will yes. powers, yeah. but yeah.
2: it's inc- it's really f- funny to see that original form of it af- after oh, after yeah. you yeah. See, like you, you yeah. see how it's adapted yeah. *Pluto*. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: And well, um, well, uh, what about how do how do you feel about some of the stuff that is beginning to build in like Geschicht, uh and his mm, uh, yes his backstory, right? Like. There's oh, a mystery bubbling there as well. Yeah. Uh, I think the his, implication is fairly obvious at this point, but
0: his like super gun uh that arm and all that stuff, yeah.
3: Yeah, the the implication that Geshik has killed a person, basically. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Um Yeah. I mean that kind of I mean, one of the questions I thought of immediately when they were like, Oh, nobody's killed since the, you know, the guy who's pinned to the, yes. the underground yeah. or whatever. Like as far as everybody knows, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> like,
3: say, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's always the trick with... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was like that was like the first right. thing
0: I thought. So yeah, when they started implying that with Geshek, I'm like, oh, and, and his memories being erased, and maybe, yeah, him maybe having something in his past. Yeah, it's all very good. Uh, I will
1: say that, like, and this is more kind of like a big picture thing than an observation on these episodes, but I do think Pluto is one of the more effective whodunits if you're going in without... Um, it, it's fairly difficult to guess the culprit, and there are reasons for part of that. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I will say that, like, if you enjoy puzzling over who done it, then uh, you're yeah. gonna have a pretty fiendish puzzle. In front yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I feel like
0: there are implications, but I I would not be able to tell you what's mm-hmm. happening right now. I mean, like... I
1: mean, you you. <laughs> You might also feel that way even after you find oh, out. Okay. Who did it. Mm. That's fine too. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, like I, am fine kind of with that one. I'm kind of getting yeah. ahead of myself here. But yeah. like, look, we I, still I
3: got four that... more robots for Pluto to kill. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I, I wanted, I, I, have a question for you, you guys, as okay. the manga readers, to kind of flip this around. Um, I, of course, have not read the manga, but I. Get the impression this is a very straightforward adaptation, is that correct? Like that's what it feels like to me with no other just so guessing.
2: Far, I would say so. Yeah. Like, I, I would they're say not
0: so, yes. Making any like I, I feel like some of these I'm, scenes feel like manga panels.
1: Yeah, like I've not
2: seen any particular liberties thus far. Yeah. The original they've, they've, story. They've, they've, yeah.
1: Oh no going on either.
2: They've moved a couple a couple things around for the sake of like uh pacing it as anime, but like that's only just like this scene has been moved here,
3: right? Like the only notable shift I can think of is uh, in the manga, Brando's human form is not introduced until, um, after the introduction of the robot form, and so right. because makes, up it to it that makes point, it
2: seem for a sec, like Gazik walks in and is like talking to Brando, and it seems for a moment that. Brando is, still looks like he did in the original, and he is this right, wacky round yes. fighting yeah, bot, right. just you know, hooked up to his repair stuff. Right. But, and it's and a then fun visual. Greg, Brando yeah. like, then, steps yeah. out from yeah. behind it. The, it's sort the sort thing of, else, like,
3: oh, go ahead.
1: No, the thing I was going to say is that, like most uh, mystery stories, most whodunits, there's a limited amount you can do to change the narrative because it's important that all the in- pieces plug into the right places,
0: mm-hmm. right? So inherently you have a bit less flexibility with this yeah, kind of it's story. not like you can just start cutting stuff out, right? Exactly. Run, right. It's yeah. usually important to the the mystery, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um,
3: the, the only thing I will really say, speaking to the adaptation as an adaptation, is you know, I think at the end of the day it is always going to be a little bit difficult to match the type of impact that black and white manga art is capable of. Right, yeah. the, the abilities to use sheer whites and blacks to create like stark imagery. Yeah,
0: we've we've like, talked about that. a lo- I mean, it's been a while, but like, I, what I think it was like with Promise Neverland, we were talking about that. Mm, how there, yeah, there's yeah. right. It, it's a mood that you just can't. Quite it, it's it's difficult recreate. to match, and yeah. I think
3: you know, I, I think the Pluto adaptation is well made. I think it is very competently done. Uh, I think some of the like the hardest hitting scenes. Still, I mean, again, this could just be bias, right? They, it, it, the the manga versions of those events still hit harder for me, but I think that the anime is doing a pretty admirable uh, doing a pretty admirable job of trying to supplement that with motion and music and sound. So, I, I
1: think that it's especially marked in this case because Urasawa is such a visual storyteller. right? Like yes. he takes full advantage of the medium to deliver very dramatic use of light shadow framing you know blocking and all that kind of thing so um so inherently i think that you're going to lose some of the impact of some of those frames just because you have to show how we get from point a to point b right? right like it's it's understandable but still there really. yeah i, I you know, guess like,
0: i guess it's like i mean is there anything you think they could do to improve it i mean, it, I, I mean at some point like, at some point it is just it's, it's intrinsic a different to the medium, medium. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. What if Blackjack <laughs> were there? <laughs> he kind of was,
1: wasn't he? he was? Yeah.
3: yeah, he was for like a second. Know. Yes, yeah. yes, for for a second.
0: Well, but, uh, so yeah, it's a great story. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I feel like it's living up to my expectations, which were pretty high on it. And I, I mean, to me, you know, I, I even not having read the manga, I. have based on the, like, universal praise I've seen for it, like, I, mm-hmm. I was expecting the story to be good, and the question was, you know, was the adaptation to be good? And, I mean, like I said, to me, from the outside looking in, my guess is it feels like it's very straightforward, but it doesn't also doesn't seem like they needed to change much. Yeah. So there yeah. was, wasn't really much you we would want them to There's change. There's no need to fucks with something which works perfectly. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, I think. This could be a contender, is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> unless, of course, somebody were to secretly murder it. Mm. Yeah, well, on that note. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Oof. I think that will do it for this episode then. You um, can do our housekeeping. You can check us out at theglorioblog.com. You can follow us on Twitter at GlorioBlog or co-hosts at glorio uh you can subscribe subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play spotify amazon music podbean stitcher or of course youtube where you can like comment subscribe ring that notification bell you know tell us uh tell us we're we're right or wrong on these shows i mean we're right but you can share your opinion even Uh, when we're wrong (laughs) and of course you know tell your friends tell your enemies And we'll catch you over next time. Peace.